I'm not John. I'm not Jake. What were we talking about? Wasn't our names, apparently. Apparently not. This is our. This is unscripted. I don't even know. This is what? <laughs> I don't even remember. I have to have a script. I don't so even I know, know what my name is. I don't even know my name. Like right here, it's written. I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? And I completely forgot it. T- totally. My forgot. line. It's like line. Makeup. Makeup. <laughs> it's audio only. I don't care. I want to look pretty. I want to look beautiful. So this is episode 18 of What Were We Talking About? 18. Jeez. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's 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 been a few episodes then. Yeah. It's been a few. Yeah. Shell didn't believe us that we had done that many, honestly. Yeah. I honestly don't believe us. Well, no. Well, we have to. I think we're lying. We are lying. I just increased <laughs> the numbers. Increase the numbers without people noticing or somehow. Do it. But I, uh... Actually, was uh, we had that gap there for a while where we didn't record anything. Yeah. Or, and then all of a sudden, you just picked up again and just kept going. And just worked. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah. The, the first few episodes are a little rough. Yeah, well, I mean, we're trying to find our voice. Yeah, and I, and I think we're getting uh, closer to it. Me, 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 me. All right. So we're going to... Is that possible? Sorry, I just looked at my phone and it has an article. It's a Star Trek 50 best episodes. If they're doing the how though, I'm saying if, you know, if they're talking about all Star Trek, fine. But if they're talking about just the original series, it's like that's like all three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it just caught me off guard. I would have to assume they're talking about all of Star Trek. I, yeah, me too. And I would assume that most of it's from Next Generation. Yeah. Um. So periodically throughout this episode, we're also going to be. Asking our friend Joseph some things. Yeah. So we'll break away every now and again. To ask Joseph. To ask Joseph. Uh, you uh, met him in the last episode, and you met him if you listened to uh, mine and his review of Batman v Superman. Um, but yeah, well, uh, he's a very interesting guy, so we want to take some time out until he can get a chance to actually come on the podcast and to hang out with us. Uh, we're going to break away from our podcast every now and again and ask him some questions. So, let's kick off the show, John. Let's do it, Jake. Some Marvel news. Marvel TV plans to bring Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Kamala? 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 Kamala. Kamala Khan, Captain Marvel's replacement, into into the Marvel Universe somewhere down the line. Yeah, according to Joe Quesada, Quesada... Kisoda. Kisoda. Can we do names anymore? Do you even name? <laughs> do you even name, bro? Yeah, bro. Uh, according to Joe Kisoda, our readers are are the Johnny Appleseeds. They tell us something is resonating, something is hitting a core, and that's something we should try to cultivate. Another great example of this, Miss Marvel. If we had put this book out 10 years ago, it probably would never have succeeded. Not only did we find the audience, but we had the right people on the book, and we had the right editor on the book the right creators on the book, and now we have a character that's very recognizable, very, very quickly. That doesn't happen a lot. Who knows where Miss Marvel is going to end up? You can be sure that some that somewhere down the road, she will be part of the future of our, the of Marvel and other media. And uh, so it sounds like I mean, it doesn't sound like she's going to be in the movies, right? At least I assume not, right not because now. they're going to have Captain Marvel, at least for the foreseeable yeah. future. I mean, she could be in later. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, she could take. It. I mean, because she is uh, Captain Marvel's replacement in the comics. 
I guess. Uh, not real, 100% familiar with that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. But, I mean, they could also bring her into uh, the new Warriors TV show. Yeah, they just confirmed with uh, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I think it's cool. And it's, what's really cool about Marvel is that they don't just stick to, like, their, you know, top-tier A-list characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's out of necessity, too, and they found out that they can be successful as long as they have a, a, a great writer, a uh, great director, a great actor in the role. Um, because, honestly, and I don't care what anybody says now, Iron Man was never top tier. He was uh, he was B-Squad, yeah. probably. Most likely. Know? And, um, I mean, that'd be the highest I put him as B. But look at him now. He is top tier. Yeah. He is the guy. Have you seen the Japanese anime show? Uh, no, I, I've, I've seen like the opening, uh, it's, sequence it's and stuff. It's a weird show. <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes. I don't know why and I don't know when, but I saw a few episodes here and there and it just, it's odd because like he's, he looks American, but in a Chinese or a Japanese kind of way, right. he looks American. <laughs> it's, I don't know how to, like, <laughs> he looks American by, by Japanese drawers. Like sort of looks like. Okay. It anime. sounds interesting. To, it's, it, it was it, neat. Iron Man seems like he's. Uh, pretty well built to do uh, being an anime because that could you can get some stellar shit out of that yeah because essentially he's wearing a mech to be 100% honest yeah exactly Gundam yeah just just gonna slash it with my sword Gundam is not a thing I've heard of in a long time man. yeah they still make stuff I uh crazy my shit. buddy uh where kids he's really into like uh, Gundam wing force flying bullshitty yeah. anime nonsense he used to have like the models that's what he yeah. had and for a while I thought that was just the models I thought I didn't know what they were exactly until you know he kind of introduced me to this, some of the anime stuff about it and I was like oh that's stupid but okay yeah it's one of those things I'm not, I've never really got it I wasn't even big on Transformers I'm still not big on Transformers like, uh, Zach's into Transformers but that's um, I mean I, I don't I just don't dig it that much yeah I, well, I hate the movies anyways. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really hear about the movies that much. But, like, Nick, uh, Gregson, mm-hmm. he uh, he's he likes a lot of the Transformers stuff because he grew up with it because mm-hmm. he's a baby. <laughs> uh, to my standard, our standards. Yeah. But he, um, he was like, you can always, you borrow the original series if you want. It's awful, but you can borrow it. Like, awful. Like, it's like, it's one of those for him where it's, it's awful, but it's fun and it's, it's nostalgic for him. Like, I thought it was, I mean, this, the original series is okay. I didn't think it was awful. I mean. Yeah. Well, he, we, we quote the the first episode all the time because um, in the first episode, they crash land. They're all dead, essentially, like out of power or whatever. And something revives, um, God, I can't remember their names now, the villain. Decepticon? Uh, yeah. Megatron? Yeah, Megatron. And he revives the rest of them. Well, whoever helps him do that, like, accidentally revives all, all the Autobots. And uh, Optimus Prime gets up and just goes, thumbs up, thanks. And that's it, and leaves. So we're at work all the time, and we'll help each other out. And be like, Nick, what? Thanks. <laughs> we do it all the time. It's fucking fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah. So Marvel is, um, they're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. They're, they take their B squad or their C squad and they make them legitimate stars. And yeah, they push. They push their talent. Absolutely, it's it's pretty good. They push their talent. They know. To, to use to use wrestling terms. I use wrestling terms all the time. I found that like it was a while ago. Whenever um, 
What was it? Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. Those fucking assholes. <laughs> Whenever uh, Kim Davis, that's her name, right? That crazy bitch that was denying people oh, marriage licenses. Yeah, I think so. She was denying them, and then whenever she was getting ready to get released from jail, the Westboro Baptist Church picketed her. Like, uh, you know, went out there with signs and shit, doing their whole, you know, their nonsense. And I put on my Facebook, I was like, <laughs> if ever there was a face turn in all the, uh, all the world, the Westboro Baptist Church just turned face. <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, they, they, Marvel knows how to push their talent pretty well. You know, they took Iron Man, they took, you know, uh, Thor, and yeah. they're top tier now. And everybody knows who they are. They're very relatable. Uh, except for Hulk, he's a little harder to relate yeah. to. I think Thor's kind of hard to relate to sometimes. Sometimes. Just because, I mean, he's, he's, he's not human. But we all know those but, big dummies in our lives, so that's kind of what he is. Duh. Duh. Uh, what is this drink? Sp- Another! Speaking of wrestling. 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 Did Joe tell you? Talk to you about anything? Oh, Class of Champions? Yeah. Yes. So, so he was able to get those those four. That's nice. I know. Yeah, we're going to... Uh, John, Joey, uh, me, and my wife. I think that's it. Yeah. He can only get four tickets. Yeah, are going to go see uh, Class of Champions in Indianapolis, Indiana. Woo! Which is not next week, but the week after. Weekend after. Uh, supposedly, I guess, the Women's Championship might actually headline that's the show. That's the rumor. And Owens will defend. I, fucking a. So I mean, either if they, if even if they don't, if the women's title isn't defended for at the main main event, Owens will probably defend at main event. So either way, I'm winning. We get to see Kevin Owens defend his first championship. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Like he texted me and was like, "Hey, so because t- we talked about it before, like, well, you think I should try and get tickets?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like, if you can, like, if your mom, if, like, it's cool, like, and that's a long story, but if it's cool, like, yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with it. And he texted me, like, two days ago, or three days ago, and was like, hey, so we're going to Clash Champions, so you need to get off the 25th. <laughs> and I was like, that's next schedule, like, they've already made it. So I talked to the, one of my managers today, and she, she we moved to the team at, and she was like, oh, yeah, there's plenty of people here, you can have it off. That's <laughs> Cool. So yeah, so I'm going. So it's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so I, I should have that off because I asked for off a whole week. Um, I'm excited for sea fillers, like, which is. I, mean, I guess we are gonna be sea fillers. Yeah, we? which I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I don't mind. Like if I have to go get up and and sit. But they usually leave us alone. I, I, I honestly, Joe and I were talking about. It, I honestly think his mom tells them the to pick us last if we have to because we've never been chosen. I've never ever had to get up out of For my those seat. of you who don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What seat fillers are. Um, essentially, you get seat filler tickets. You work for WWE, quote unquote. Uh, you sit behind the camera or slightly close off camera. Uh, we were on camera one time. Yeah. Uh, and if the seats are empty for too long, they, they will send one of you to go sit in that seat until either that person comes back or the rest of the show. And what that does is where the camera's facing... They will sit you there so their their seats look full. Yeah, that way they if don't someone have leaves, a... they want you. They they want everyone to think that it's full. Whenever they say like it's sold out, very, it's kind of it's liberal. It, yeah, it's a it's sold out on camera because they make sure the seats are all filled on camera. Behind the camera is a different story. Um, but yeah, it's usually the seats we get. But uh, generally, we are left alone. We get to sit in really good seats. And I think, I guess, honestly, and we sit behind the camera, so we have all of the wrestlers who are playing to us. Yeah. So because they play to the camera, exactly. Which that the last time we went, we sat 
uh, on the floor. Yeah, and, and the only I didn't like the seats, but the only good part was is Bray Wyatt ran right right past, past us. us, and I was like five, four or five seats from the end. Yes, and he was like whoosh right there. I was like yeah. And that's what you and you could tell because everybody kept looking behind and we're well, all and you can see security, security guards were moving yeah. everybody out of the way. So it was a cool experience, but yeah, I'm not huge sitting on the floor. I don't the like last it time much. before that we sat behind the camera and it's it's up on the first row, so like it inclines. It's like the floor, so it's like stadium and then seating. Yes, yeah, there's the floor, and then it's the first level above the floor. Yeah, and that's where the camera and is. usually in the first row. Yeah, and it's it, there's such good seat, even if you're a little little further back, like. Even you're that, yeah. the, if you're by that camera, that's a good seat because it's like you're watching it from home. Exactly, yeah, it's that awesome. Hurt live, real bright. Um, I'm really excited to go see it. I am too. I'm right. I didn't get to go to SummerSlam with you guys. Did you go? Oh to yeah, I went yeah, to SummerSlam because I, I was a bit Edge versus Undertaker. Hell in a cell. I know. I'm so pissed at myself. That was a hell of a fucking match yeah. too. The Dreamer was there, and Great Khali versus Triple H. Uh. <laughs> that was a terrible match. Yeah. That was also uh, John Cena versus. Batista, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy versus... Jeff Hardy and Mickey James versus Santino Morella and uh, Beth Phoenix, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember how to do it. Kofi Kingston was there, too. Kofi, yeah. <sighs> Good times. I wasn't there. Why not? Because I was a bitch. Why were you being a bitch? Because I had a girlfriend. And she convinced me to do something else with her. No, no, no. What did you give me? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, what did she convince you to do? She, she, you she might have made the winning choice there. No, she, she well, we, well probably, we probably did. But that, you're not with her now, that, so obviously it wasn't a winning choice. That wasn't the plan. We, we were we were going to go do something else that day. And Is it I, a secret thing? No, it was just, we, I don't remember you know where, where it was. was. Shopping, most likely, like just hanging out, because like, we didn't get a whole lot of time, because I worked full-time, she worked most of the time, and I had school. That was like what, <laughs> six years ago, eight years 2009. ago, two thousand nine, eight years ago, yeah. Or no, let me try that math one more time. Seven, seven, that's seven years ago. Damn, I think because I don't think me and myself were married yet. Okay, I think we're getting ready to get married though. Yeah, I wasn't invited to that either. You weren't. We were. We were. You know, it's funny though, is if I would have went. Maybe we would have gotten to be friends faster. Yeah. And I would have been in your wedding. Not in your wedding, but at your wedding. Yeah. Interesting. Things, I, I, don't, I, actually, I don't actually remember why you weren't invited. Other than I, I, know I we, really didn't. We didn't you really know each other that Yeah, well. we, you and me weren't very close then at the time. Uh, you still hated me? <laughs> yeah. I don't think probably. you hated me. I don't think no. I hated you. I don't think I ever really hated you. But you just didn't know you. me. Um, like, but, we never uh, really talked. Joey... Uh, Joe wasn't invited either. He knew Michelle, him and Michelle were friends before me and him were. Right, because they worked together. Yeah, and she he still wasn't. Not a lot of people. Karen, uh, Mark were invited only because I was invited to their wedding either. Were you not really? They didn't really know me. Oh, we got, I know Karen and Mark were, and I think because they got married ten years ago. Sounds about right. Yeah, ten years. They've been together ten years now. But Karen and, and Michelle were friends because well, Kara and Angie, my sister. Always try to take credit for getting us together, which wasn't a fact. It was yeah. me and Michelle, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but they, we let them believe it. I, I just started like right before they got married. Oh, really? Because I started in May, the year they got married. I remember, uh, yeah, it's weird to think, just like seven years ago, eight, eight years ago, you and me weren't friends. We were just, we worked at Walmart together. 
and not doing together. Pretty, pretty, yeah, just same building. Yeah, we were in the same building. Like, I knew you. Like, I knew I, of you. I knew of you, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I knew Joey. Joey and me, because I went back there one time, and we just started talking. He had mentioned something about wrestling, and I just brought it up to him. And then we just started bullshitting from that point on. And I knew Joe because of show fire. So we were in school together. He was, he was Joey? Yeah. A year ahead of me. Uh, and, and Is he a year ahead of you? Yeah. When did you move in with him? Uh, five years ago? Really? Has it only been five years? Five or six. I think. God, it feels like you guys have been living together for fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Five years because I was 24. When I moved out of my parents' house. <laughs> Mass 22. I was in school, so I have a legitimate claim. Um, like, I was, I, I wanted to move out so bad. My mom, still, like, to the day I moved out, was like, you're going to pay too much for, well, in her career, you're going to pay too much for rent. <laughs> like, she was like, she was like, it's going to cost too much. It's she, not racist if it's his mother, by and, the way. And she sounds like that. Um, <laughs> she does. She sounds like Miss Swan. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looking like a man. He looking like a man. Um, she was like, to the day I moved out, was like, you're gonna pay too much in rent. You should just stay here. Blah blah blah. I was like, I have no privacy. I can't do anything. I can't masturbate. Yeah, not freely. Not freely. <laughs> but like, I I go home. I sit in my room. I play games. Like I, that's all I do. Of course, that's all I really do now. Say, but, that, but here's the thing: is and she's she's a typical Asian mother because at the age of 23, 24, I would sit in my room at two in the morning. And I, at the time, I worked four to one. Like, when I first started. Really? Well, not at that time, but before that. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she still did it to me when I was 19 or 20 when I first started at Walmart and, and was working four to one. I would get home at one o'clock and I would stay up till two or three, four, playing video games. And she would come into my room and like, go to bed. I'm like, I have to work at four. I'm not going to bed now. <laughs> I'm going to wake up and be tired. Like, No. I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> you don't get to tell like, me this. I'm not, I'm not 17. My mother never really gave me... I used to have a bedtime, but like it was more like just be up in your room at this time. You know, it wasn't so much like you have to be asleep at this time. It was... Because yeah. they knew... Because I'm... Because even when I was 24, she'd come in my room. And like, you need to go to bed. And I'm like, you, I'm off tomorrow. I don't have to do shit. I don't have to do anything but eat, breathe, drink, poop, or pee. Or pee. Or all, all of it. It technically work because I need money. Yeah. So that I can eat and drink and poop and pee. You need to work to poop and pee. So I can... Eat, eat see. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's all a big circle. <laughs> um, it's a circle. Oh, sorry. We're going to get We're gonna get arrested. Copyright. <laughs> Shit. Disney's going to fuck us over. You won't get a sniff without me. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it wasn't so much like I, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, go upstairs, be, you know, and bed at this time it was more like uh you know just get out of her hair yeah just, just don't because i've always been I, i'm one of those people like i don't uh i don't require too much sleep yeah now like right now i'm really fucking tired because i haven't slept the past couple days very much sleep. Uh, don't i might <laughs> um but i uh you have like you worked today yeah i did work you today. didn't work i did you didn't you know where i worked was today? it work it no it wasn't because it was a fucking <laughs> blast um Today was Jake's first day. Yep. At Man Cave Comics and Collectibles. Uh, worked there f- uh, five hours. About five hours. Five hours. Was um, he there the whole time? No. Okay, cool. He left when I got there. He kind of showed me stuff, ran over stuff with me again, and then came back about 
540, something like that, because uh, it helped me get everything pulled inside and closed up and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I worked there all day. You uh, had a few customers, not you know, not like a rush or anything like that, but a few customers in there, and it was, it was a blast. Like, it was really fun. Um, like, if, if he paid, like, an actual wage instead of just in comic books or credit, like, I'd go there and work. Work there full time? Yeah. Because that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. But uh, that's an unrealistic goal right now. But definitely, I mean, I I, I can't wait because I'm going to work there next week, too. Yeah. So I go, I go in. I get to go there, too. Yep, John's going to work there, too. So you're we're going to be. I go in for training on Monday. We're training. Yeah. It's... This is how you use the register. Okay, easy enough. <laughs> there's some stuff, like, there's some, I was still questioning how to use some of the stuff on the, on the register. It's just. One, I don't, that's the much different register than what I use at yeah. O'Reilly's, but uh, Probably much even when I worked at Walmart, it was and it was a completely different thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely, it's a really cool experience and uh, you get, you know, we get paid pretty decently for, you know, our, the compensation is really good. Yeah. Like I'll say that the, the quote unquote pay is okay, but. With the pay and the discount, it's all it's, it. It makes it worthwhile. Absolutely, and like, it's especially you, you once or twice a week. And one to give this you a day off, you work straight through. It's all he in the past two months. He's had one day off. Yeah, he had Labor Day off. Yeah, but he gave himself. He told me he wasn't going to shut down, and then he decided to. Yeah, which and he deserved it. He did, and of course, then today he had a little bit of time off. Yeah, he went. He went home and just took a nap. Good. I was like, fucking hey, dude, that's what you so, need to do. So the guy that owns the shop we work with at Walmart, mm-hmm. um, always a real cool guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, only, the first time I had met him was when I found out he did, like, he dressed up like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And Kara took pictures of him. <laughs> I remember that. It's, he's got that hanging up in his mm-hmm. shop, too. Um, I didn't really know he was big into comic books. I didn't either until yeah, I so walked like, in there said, one day. He said he was going to start up his comic book shop, and I was like, you're going to start a what with a what? <laughs> Why? He was like, I really like comic books. I was like, I didn't know that. News to me, buddy. Yeah, and so he was like, you need to come in and check it out. I was like, I will, and I hadn't. Yeah. I still hadn't, and then I was like, I need to, and then I still didn't. And then I was like, you were talking to me about going there and helping him out. I was like, I never really thought about working there, like yeah. helping him. And that's the first time I went there was to talk to him about working there. And that's what I... Uh, but it's cool. It's a nice little setup, considering how small it is. Like, exactly, yeah. It's... And I think he was telling me, like, Trying to uh, wait to see if Donnie would sell him the rest of it, or like retire, quote unquote. So yeah, he can use that back wall because he said like he wouldn't mind sending him some tables so they could do magic card tournaments yeah. and events. And I'm like, that's smart because they make a lot of money. Yeah, like, it would. Yeah, definitely. Because if he could order magic cards, like I know a lot of people that would save the money driving up to Greenwood to buy in here. And that's what I told. Because uh, he's got a few. Michelle even asked me. She's like, she's like, uh, do you think they would benefit from like a game room? I was like, I don't know. I sat there and thought for a I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know for sure. I mean, you and your friends, you guys play Magic, or they do at least. I'm yeah. not sure how, how, how much into so you if, are. I mean, but... he, he was doing, making more money and found a new place to move into, which, I mean, he can't beat what he's got now. No. I don't think he really pays. I, he can't, I don't think he pays that much for it. I'm not sure, but. Um, I think he just pays, like, for utility stuff. I don't think he actually pays. Like, he might pay a little bit of rent. Oh, well, that's but it's, not Because it's Don's place, isn't it? Does he I think so, it? yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. I don't think Don's making him pay normal stuff for it. Like they're just sharing it. And see, that's uh, I'm sure he gets a percentage or maybe. And so I'm sure once you know he builds up because he's been there a year, and that's what you know. Uh, yeah, like a year and four months. There's, I was, I was worried like, um, 
Because like one, it's in a, kind of an awkward place. It's in a weird spot because there's nothing on that side of town anymore. Yeah. Like, ever since Western shut down. But people seem to be going there. Which is good. For his shop, specifically. He's got a lot of like, not sponsors, but like coexisting companies that he is... I mean, he's got stuff for them. I'm sure they have stuff for him then. Yeah. Because, like, he has that barbecue Florida alligator restaurant. He's got, the, like, the menu sitting in there. Like, oh, the yeah. That's right. There. And I'm sure maybe they, they do that. But he told me, like, <clears throat> I'm sure he told you, where they set up at the movie theater. Yep. Which is probably the best advertisement you can get in this Absolutely. town. Absolutely. Like, Chris just calls him up and is like, hey, you can come sit down, set up for this movie if you want. Okay. Especially when, like, the superhero movies come out the way they are. All right, well, let's just take a whole bunch of X-Men comics out there. Okay, let's take a bunch of Batman, Justice League. Uh, let's take a bunch of Superman. Um, take a bunch of Avengers stuff. Like, every right. time a new comic book movie comes out, it's like three or four times just a throw year. throw down there. And... Three or four times a year, you get free, free like, pushing for it. Technically, the way, the way him, like, him, he told me, like, him and Chris talked, he could probably go down there anytime, not even a release for a comic book movie. And just set up shop. just or... set up for comic books. I like to see him Because he told me, like, he, he would eventually maybe send one of us over there. And I'm like, I'm 100% okay with that. Like, yeah, totally. That'd be cool because I kind of do my own thing and just have the comics maybe, like, choose what I take with me. Yeah. I think, uh, I like to see him set up shop if he were able to, yeah, after he, you know, builds up enough and gets enough money to do so. I'd like to see him move, like, where uh, um, Odds and Ends used to be. Yeah. I heard they were they were gouging him with they, money. Uh, oh, Odds and Ends, they were. Because they're, they're moving to Manila. Are they moving to Manila? Or That's what I heard. I heard they were going to try and open up a card shop here. Tim told me that they were going to open up in Manila because they couldn't find anything here. Yeah, it, it, it does It does suck, but maybe he could find somebody that's not maybe doing that. But I think I was kind of wondering how much it would cost to move into one of those buildings next to Marsh. That's right. They're all empty. Yeah. I mean, you can't. That well, they've been gallery. empty for a long time. Yeah, that movie gallery building. Yeah. That'd be I mean, perfect. It would it would because they have those movie shelves. He, I'm not sure they're still in there, but he could use something like that. I mean, and he, he meet with you, me, or, and him working. He has also Mike um, Gosnell. Yeah, works there. Does he really? Yeah, every now and again he'll work there for. Well, him. I just saw him today. When but I was uh, shopping with your wife. Oh, <laughs> shit, son. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> hashtag fuck shots fired. <laughs> hashtag Asian lives matter. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Um, moving on. Yeah, we kind of skipped the personal stuff real quick. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some uh, Marvel film news. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming looks like uh, some images leaked out from behind the scenes of uh, Bokeem Woodbine as the Shocker. Like Dane Cook? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. He's just going to be a hand? Yeah, that's a <laughs> Sufi. Um... It looked okay. Yeah, I, I'm interested it's, in it. It looks like the first take on the it outfit. It looks like he made it the outfit himself almost. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping they adjust it or like add some CG to it. I don't know. And I think... Um, Which, I mean, with them, I don't think they're going to add a whole bunch of CG. But, I trust yeah. Marvel enough to... Uh, if they do anything, it'll probably be to the gauntlets. Yeah. Which, it looked okay. Like, it I think it looked, looked fine. I just, I want to see it. Like uh, Seeing it from a camera phone is probably not Yeah, I think once we see an actual production shot of it, it'll look different yeah but i think uh i mean it looks fine it, and i think on camera it'll look better but uh, i think it's also the first take on the outfit so i think we'll, we're gonna see uh by the end of the movie we'll see a proper version of it. and I, I i'm assuming that he's he's obviously not gonna be the main villain but he's going to be a villain in the movie yeah so uh makes sense so we'll probably see him in the next film which would be cool i'm okay with that let's ask joseph 
Looks good. It's got a gritty. It makes me think of uh, what's the guy off uh, the initial Civil War um, that causes the main explosion? Um, Nitro. I think so. Yeah, it makes me think of that kind of look to it. I'm. He has a face shield and stuff on it, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. It's been a while since. As I um, I, I just recently was watching Agents of Shield and finishing up, and there was a group called uh, that are chasing down Inhumans. They're a human terrorist esque group, and they've got face masks, and it kind of made me think of that look. Um, but yeah, it looks good. It looks like a uh, decent take. It's not, you know, the spandex gold, which is always <laughs> more appropriate to say, not be in a live action situation. It's uh, not very flattering. Yeah, it? yeah. It's uh, not the good setup. But yeah, it looks, looks all right. I'm okay with him building up a, a, a villain and having him show up in the in the next film. Like, premiere, I guess, in the first film. And then in the second film, he becomes the main villain. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I... I'm not a fan of the Raimi Spider-Man movies. The second one was really good. Uh, first one was okay. The third one was a uh, travesty. Unfortunately, um, too many villains. But I hate it. The I hated uh, Tim McGuire. I don't like him. He, yeah, he's alright. Because uh, it's like Kevin Smith said they were talking about you know all the casting uh, about Spider. It's a how, weird choice. Yeah, but he was talking about how uh, you know they cast Andrew Garfield and they cast Tim McGuire. They both look like you know they're in their thirties playing a teenager. He said, uh, Tony Warrior looked like he should have been teaching high school, not in high school. Yeah. And it's true. He looked way too old. Which, um, I mean, he kind of was. He I mean, was. He was far too old to play that role. But Because um, Garfield looks younger. Yeah. Garfield could pass as on Holland a looks, senior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Holland looks like a freshman. Yeah. If that. If that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I, I was never really a fan of that. But what I was really, the best thing about that for me was they were building up Kurt Connors. Yeah. To eventually become the lizard. And it had to fucking kill that actor. And they finally, in the fourth one, he was supposed to, at the end of the fourth one, he was supposed to turn into the lizard. And in the fifth one, he was going to be the villain. And then they and stopped. Then they, they stopped it. And then in the first movie of the amazing. reboot, in the amazing Spider-Man, lizard was the uh, villain. Yep. I bet that fucking kills him. That's Probably. a fucking bummer to me, man. I would like to see him play the because he was good. He was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Um. DC. DC. Well, DC TV. Uh. Well, well actually, before we do that, one thing that Tim told me since we're talking about Marvel and we work at a comic book store, we might as well talk about uh, Marvel's getting ready to start making Marvel Nows again. Are they really? Yeah. Which I mean, I'm interested in because I liked Marvel Nows when I was before. When I was reading comics when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I guess Tim told me like that's one of his favorite things when he was growing up was that and the what ifs. Oh, the what ifs. Yeah, which I see there, so I'm sure I'm gonna end up buying some. There's a yeah, there's a, one of the ones I remember distinctly was like what if Rogue picked up Mjolnir, Mjolnir, oh, yeah, or, or Restore or something to that effect. It was, I mean, it was, they have a lot of really cool the things. One I remember that I saw that I remembered, uh, maybe not reading or seeing, is uh, what if Daredevil killed King, Kingpin. Yeah, they have, they had some like peculiar ones. It's like, yeah, like, what if Spider Man joined the Fantastic Four, <laughs> which he did. Yeah, ultimately, eventually. 
Anyway, so I figured I'd just mention that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I didn't know Marvel that. Marvel Now is coming back. They're making new Marvel Nows sometime next month or this month. I forget. I I'll have to ask Tim because he, he told me about it. I didn't realize that they were going back to that. Yeah. So anyways, so there's there's Marvel TV, movie, and comics. Boom. So let's do let's do DC now since that's our favorite. Yeah, it is our favorite. <laughs> Especially because you have a page. Most of the people that came two into it too, I, was, I would ask people, like, what, what, you, what, are you, what are you digging on? You know, what, what's, your, what's your poison? And they were, most of it was, you know, DC. One dude was like, uh, uh, I was like, well, what's your favorite DC comics? And uh, he was like, well, he said, I like Justice League and I like uh, Justice Society. Oh, yeah? I was like, Seriously? that's a weird one. Like, all right. I mean, I, I don't like, them. I'm not either. He's like, he's like, I usually like the team up ones more than I like the solo ones, but I love them all. Which I can respect. I get that. Because you get a sometimes. Lot. I think you get more for your money. Sometimes yeah. also, the it seems like the team up ones have the better stories. Right. But, uh, well, but you can pull from all of their, mm-hmm. their stuff. Um, you know what I want to see done in a film in the near like next five ten years? I want to see Lobo. I have no desire to see Lobo. I just want to see him as as. Like, wait, wait. Which Lobo? The villain? No, I mean which one? Oh, like, I don't know. You want the new one? No, no, not the new one. You're talking about the one that's Lobo, the real Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to see like villain like ah. Uh, it would be cool to see him in live action, but I just I don't yeah. like. I've never liked the character that much. Which I understand. I'm not huge on him either. I just he looks awesome, and his I feel like his his. As far as his physical beat goes, like it'd be fun to see a villain that crazy strong. Yeah. Like, but would you have him as the villain, or would you have him more as the anti-hero sort of thing? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather have him as an anti-hero, but I think villain could work too. Yeah. Depends on who they have him against. That's like true. Who else is in the movie? But I don't know. There used to be a rumor. Uh, the rumor was originally that uh, The Rock was going to play. Yeah, which I, I mean, I could see which that. Not. He's playing Black Adam, but right. Uh, um, what? What? <laughs> Calm down. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Sounds like a hiccup. DCW. John, what's going on in the, in the world of Arrow? Uh, Stephen Mel said that in the extended universe, Deathstroke being in the movies is not going to mean that uh, Manu, Manu, Manu Bennett, Manu Bennett, yeah, uh, Manu Bennett won't return to the show. So. I think that's great, which I, I mean, I kind of figured. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of keeping those separate, which is fine. Um, yeah, after, even after I heard the news, like, Deathstroke's going to be in Batman. Like, great. Doesn't mean that it can't come back. He's still alive. Yeah, he's obviously, still alive. He escaped the... Obviously the... has a son. Yeah. Possibly, depending on how the future works. But then, yeah, see what Flashpoint did to it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I guess, uh... The quote uh, Stephen Mel said, uh, that's actually something that uh, people bring up on a regular basis. The DC has told us you can't have or you uh, must get rid of this character. Uh, that's not how that works. Diane Nelson and Jeff Johns, uh, the people at Warner Brothers on the feature side, the people at Warner Brothers on the television side, are all uh, in the business of making the best products for fans. Just because there may or may not be a Deathstroke in the DC Extended Universe doesn't mean that Manu Bennett can't exist on our show. Uh, now, there's kind of an issue with this is that uh, they've come out and said Jeff or Greg Berlanti just recently came out and said straight up, Suicide Squad on Arrow was a direct test to see if a movie could work, hmm. and that's what that the point of that was. Really now, and they had big plans for the Suicide Squad and all of season four. Uh, it would have included Diggle and Task Force X, 
uh, in season four, which uh, the rumor at the time was that they're working towards doing like a back backdoor pilot to have a, a whole new show with Diggle and Task Force Task Force X right uh, on CW, uh, but ultimately got nixed whenever um, Warner Brothers decided to make a Suicide Squad movie, and they told them that they had to more or less kill off Floyd Lawton and Amanda Waller, so they could no longer use Suicide Squad. So interesting. Sometimes I think that Stephen Mal is either ignorant to some of the things that are actually going on, or he's just fucking with people. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a dick about the dude, but sometimes it just seems like he's saying things to appease everybody. Yeah, it's possible. Which, but here's the thing: I don't see why they couldn't bring my uh, my new Bennett. Uh, I feel like maybe since it's a group. Maybe that's why they did it. But individual characters that they've had established. He was a he one. He was the main villain of the best season of Arrow. Yeah, he's such a good villain. He was so good. Well, it it really would be a shame just to waste him. No longer use him ever again. Yeah, especially if they have a storyline they can use with him. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. Want yeah. Him. Let's ask Joseph. Well, in the TV shows, where where did that leave off with him? He was killed by. He escaped. He escaped. So, uh, but yeah, I liked him. He was probably one of the most intriguing villains. And with the last season having just not the best, yeah, it'd be much better to have someone like Deathstroke who actually uh, has a a lot of history with uh, Oliver Queen, where he was a mentor and then he was against him. But, you know, he also wants, Oliver wants to also redeem himself in Deathstroke's eyes and actually help him out because he's kind of what made him the way he is. So I like that layout way better than as actually past as me and John said too, yeah. that he was the best villain from the show yeah, so far. Most definitely. Um Merlin's nice, but he you know he's yeah. not necessarily gonna do anything to harm uh what's your face? Uh Thea. Thea Queen. Yeah, he's not necessarily well, not going to intentionally do anything unless it fits into the plans later on where right. he can still redeem her. So he's not really as uh, as difficult of a villain anymore. And threatening. Yeah. But, but yeah, Deathstroke's one of the best. In DC Universe, just in general, he's a really interesting character. And they've got a lot of stories they could do with his children and stuff. That's part of the main storyline with... Uh, series that involves Teen Titans. He's a main threat in mm-hmm. Teen Titans, which if they eventually want to bring Robin to the forefront some way, or Nightwing. Uh, which, I mean, Nightwing, even though he's pushed off so much as Batman's little sidekick type character, he's one of the most uh, well-known and profitable characters in the DC Universe there for a long time. Especially Dick Grayson and later... Uh, not Jason Todd. He was easily killed off because he was a Dick Grayson knockoff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, what was it? Um, trying to think of his name. I can't think of his name, so therefore he's not as important. Tim, <laughs> Tim are you talking about Tim? Yeah, Tim yeah he turned into uh, Red Robin. Red Robin. But he was a, a, a really interesting character. So if they wanted to bring those into the storyline somehow, uh, they could do the offshoot Teen Titans, which would have another film franchise. Uh-huh. You get Nightwing, you get Cyborg, um, moving from Justice League, moving yeah. from Justice League there because I don't know they're going to keep Ben Affleck and a couple. I mean, maybe Henry uh, 
Yeah, well, because he doesn't really have anything else going on that I know of. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't think he does not. But, you know, some of these bigger actors that have a lot of uh, other things they're working on, which I'm sure they get a huge paycheck from this, but not necessarily going to keep them forever to just keep pushing out. So moving uh, some storylines with uh, you know, Teen Titans and Deathstroke being involved in there. Plus, we already know Robin's part of canon uh, because we see his outfit. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that could further Deathstroke's role in the DC universe and allow them to open up more franchises, which would be good too. But yeah, he's a super interesting character. He's got a good rivalry with Batman. He's someone physically and mentally capable to evolve with uh, Batman. And also, if you have the Son of Batman storyline like they did in the TV sh- or the uh, cartoon animated film, uh, Deathstroke was a major character there, which introduced Damian Wayne. Yep. So you've got a lot of options where Deathstroke is a, the main held, which allows it. Which what I initially read was the Batman movie was going to be Arkham Asylum, where right. he's involved in it. Which I don't know how they're going to necessarily put Deathstroke as a major villain in an Arkham Asylum movie, right? If they're still doing it, yeah. Because initially you think Joker, Joker specifically, but uh, maybe even you know. Mr. Freeze or Penguin or someone else who might be locked up there could get a gang together and do that. Deathstroke's not really one to have a gang or he have more his own thing, own thing, or mercenaries. even mercenaries to fight with him. But uh, I don't think they want to necessarily do a militarized type setup. It, it should be more of a psychological thriller, like we talked about last time. That's that's a better Batman story. Yeah, it's like that than just here. Let me beat up these guys and you know, and then bulletproof the vests with guns. Movie's over. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome, thanks. So yeah, Deathstroke, I'm happy with. Uh, more, more. Yeah, give me more. Um, um, let's see, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, new still show. Stephen Amell will be appearing in the premiere episode of season two. Yep. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's, I think it's cool. I, I I love the flashback episode or the flash forward episode. Sorry. Yeah, uh, whenever they go. Before. Yes. Like he looks like he didn't. The only thing that looked off was his beard. Yeah, it looked pasted on, which it did, which it, it was, was, but so it was fine. But I just I love the arm thing, like it yeah. was so good, and like him coming back to fight, and you could see how slow, how much slower he was. Yeah, like he was still able to keep up, but he was just. I would have liked it better if he had not had the prosthetic arm. I would have liked it better if he would have been using his teeth to draw back. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if he was like sniping from the, the building, helping the kid out. Yeah, like he sh- shoots off the restraints or something, and then like stuns um Destro Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and then then uh Diggle Jr. takes the killing blow or arresting blow or whatever you want to call it. I think it was um yeah, it was a cool episode, but I, I, what I really like about this uh, is that they they cross over freely cross over yeah. with the shows. Multiple it's, shows. It, it, it's <clears> I kind of wish I kind of wish Fl- uh, Flash was in an episode I'm sure he will. Uh, Legend of Tomorrow. Maybe he will be next season sometime. Yeah. We don't know. But, I mean, he may not be in the premiere, but he might be somewhere down the line. Well, it seemed hard to get him to to have it, him realistically cross over to any of the other shows, except for the obvious, the blatant uh, crossover episodes. Yeah. Uh, Which, just I mean, because, there, isn't there going to be a four-way crossover this season? Yes. It's going to be uh, Supergirl. It'll be like a week event. Nice. Instead of the two-night event, it's going to be like a week long. Yeah, it's going to be Supergirl... Uh, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Nice. Um, and maybe eventually, well, no, because if they bring Constantine back, it's not going to be until the second half of the season, probably. But um, that'd be cool, though. 
In any case, yeah, it's gonna be fucking. Oh god, if they bring Constantine back, Five Nights of DC. Holy shit! Every night's a DC night. Um, but yeah, I just like that they crossover. It's like a comic book. It's it feels like you're watching a comic book come to life. It's yeah. so cool. They do, they do a good job with all of it. Oh, they yeah, it's so good. I mean, last season with Arrow, I mean, it's a little questionable, but. I mean, I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. I, I still just, enjoyed it. Just season. didn't have. It just wasn't as good. It wasn't. It didn't feel as polished. No, it felt. It felt like a lot of like. It felt very rushed. We need to solve this problem. Done. <laughs> we need to solve this problem. Uh, if he does this, it's done. Exactly. Yeah. There and then the villain was like, "Well, he can, he can stop arrows. Shoot him with more arrows. Okay. Uh, we know this doesn't work. Okay. Well, write a line so we know that we know it doesn't work. It, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. The whole there's a lot of issues with that with last season, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, they did a good job. It was just. Flash was still the better. Flash is so. Cool. Flash is still the better show right now. I can't believe that. I never thought I would say that in all my life. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to say, especially with you know, like special effects. There has to be special effects in the Flash show. Like Arrow, you can get away with a little less special effects. Just a lot of practical stuff. Yeah, in, but Flash, you have to have those digital effects, and they look good. Yeah, I just I love that story Kevin Smith told about the the, the zooping. zooping. Yes, because <laughs> like I know, I know that's how they do it. You guys know that's. You have to know. Like when you're watching him do that, you have to know all he's really doing is coming in for that last scene and the rest is digital. And just stopping it like he and can like, stop like he can stop all dramatic and shit. That's why that's why I like yeah. Kevin Smith was just like he's like, That's how we used to play Flash as yeah. kids. <laughs> so it was just like huh, I'm here. <laughs> A little out of breath as I ran seven miles, but I'm here guys. What can I help you with? Wait, I gotta go. <laughs> what was the picture I, I shared on my Facebook? It was a. Uh, it showed a picture of Grant Gustin like pointing to the camera and shit all cocky and he's like it's like girl you a timeline because I'd like to screw you up <laughs> yeah he um, would too he would yeah wreck it um powerless that kind of forgotten show that's getting ready to come out they've for been sure. working on that for a while and it's it keep hearing that it's coming out and then it doesn't come out and then it's not come out I don't know what's going on with the man it's, yeah I don't and even... it's exactly the same thing they're gonna do with Marvel yeah, damage control. I believe is what that one's called. Right. Yeah, I had heard about it, but I haven't. But they're both comedies, before. both about insurance companies dealing with superhero claims. It's like okay, and I believe Marvel was was actually first. They actually have a comic book, or had it. I don't think they do anymore. But called Damage Control, and that's what it is. And then DC was like, I wonder if we should make a show, a comedy. About the insurance people who have to deal with the superhero damage. Uh, so. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's uh, make this show. And Marvel's like, hey, fuck you. Hulk, Hulk landed on my car. Um, it was a 2007 red Chevy. <laughs> Can, I, I, what do I do? Well, here's what you, you got to fill out form 216B. <laughs> and you got to take it down. You got to take it down to Greg in, in claims. Greg. <laughs> And Greg will probably reroute you to Amanda in personnel, and they'll they'll take care of you after you make a phone call. <laughs> I just want a car. Please help me. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, so um, Vanessa Hudgens briefly talks about how Wonder Woman will play into uh, into the uh, show. Apparently, one of the first claims that they do Wonder in the show Woman. is going to be uh, it's going to be from damage caused by Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. I don't know. It sounds stupid to me. 
And she it, got thrown into a car? Yes. Like into a building? I don't know, man. This she, she lassoed something really hard? Like, I like the idea. <laughs> it sounds good on paper, but just, like, whenever I saw the little mini trailer they did, like, eh. We'll and see. Alan Tudyk is a part of it, though, which makes me feel a little better. Yeah. But even then, I'm not... A good character in a bad show doesn't mean it's fixed. Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I mean... It, it's... I feel like I have to now. Anything, comedy anything that's really com- yeah, you really have to feel like, <laughs> I feel you like to. I'm obligated. <laughs> um, uh, what's this? What's this? I read about Booster Gold. Jake? Yeah, even for a while they were working on a Booster Gold show that was going to be on CW. That would been weird. Um, but it ultimately fell through. I don't think it would have worked. Well, they're working on it before they're working on Arrow and stuff. He, Greg Berlanti was working on it for a long time, and just nobody. I guess either they weren't interested or just couldn't bring it together. Uh, but apparently now they're working on a movie because, you know, if you can't make a TV show, fuck it, make a movie. Yeah, um, it works so well. But apparently it's not going to be connected to the DC Extended Universe. It's its own thing? Yeah. Uh, Greg Berlanti said, uh, as of right now, we have uh, no connective tissue to those worlds. It'd be a separate thing. Then don't make the movie. Yeah, I don't see a reason to. It doesn't make sense. Introduce the character in Arrow or Flash or wherever you want to. If, you, if you're dead set on putting the character in, in, in some sort of live action... Then do it in the shows. It doesn't make sense. You're going to release a DC film that's through Warner Brothers related. that's not connected. It's dumb. I'm sorry. So it's unless you're going to let him be in like a Justice League movie as a side character, there's no sense of putting him in a movie. Absolutely not. It, does, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Here's a more interesting uh, story uh, here that <clears throat> it made me laugh. It's not really even. A, it's not like a news story, but it made me laugh. Um, uh, tell us, tell us, uh, John, uh, about what Mel Gibson said about. Uh, God damn it, Mel Gibson! About Batman v Superman. Why do you have to do things like this? Uh, he said, "What do they spend on Batman v Superman that they're admitting to?" And it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. He talked about blockbusters in general and said, uh, "I look at them and scratch my head. I'm really baffled by it. I think there's a lot of wa- uh, a lot of waste, but maybe if I did one of those things with the green screens, I'd find out different. I don't know. Maybe they do cost that much. I don't know. It seems to me that you could do it for less. If you're spending outrageous amounts of money, 180 million dollars or more, uh, I don't know how you make it back after the tax man gets you, and after you after you give half to the exhibitors." And that's when he, after then, that point, he, that's when he talks about Batman v Superman. And, yeah. He also said on superhero movies that uh, he's, I'm not interested in this stuff. Do you know what the difference between real superheroes and comic books that superheroes is? Real superheroes didn't wear spandex. So I don't know. Spandex must cost a lot. I don't, <laughs> here's what I find interesting. One, the last few movies he made were dog shit. Pretty much. Um, But in any case... It's like he doesn't understand the point of the movies. Like, he thinks that they're supposed to be real, though. They're supposed to be like, these are real heroes. They're not. It's yeah. all for entertainment. It's not meant to be anything else. This but dude's such it, a fucking bad shit insane asshole. You look back, though, at all of his characters that he's played, most of them are realistic characters. So maybe he just thinks that's how it works. Yeah, people don't... God, Lord, I don't watch movies to be like, oh, yeah, I can totally relate to... You know, oh, that person's having money problems, or that person's, you know, family member died. It's, I watch it because I want to be like, ah, fuck, the, you see Iron Man just flew through this space dragon. That, that person has a bad knee. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> fuck. I can totally relate to that. It just seems ridiculous to me that he, that he acts like this. It's 
I don't know if it's maybe it's sour grapes. It's like me wanting to watch porn and be like, I can relate to him. He has a small penis. <laughs> oh my god, it's perfect. This is what I want to watch. This guy fuck people. First of all, <laughs> what porn have you watched where the dude is that small dick? I'm just saying that's the that's the no, that's, that's the equivalent. That's what you want. That's that's what you would. That's what Mel Gibson would want. Yeah, that's the equivalent. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I'm, all he, I want you to know is that Mel Gibson has a small penis. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Let's ask Joseph. <laughs> I racist remarks and personal life aside, I generally love Mel Gibson's. You know, I I have a really soft spot for Mel Gibson just because I love the Lethal Weapon movies, where I watched them consistently over and over again when I was younger. <laughs> so I really liked Mel Gibson. Um, I used to like The Patriot a lot. Hell, I even watched like uh, what's the term? Uh, what women want? Yeah, I used to watch. I liked Mel Gibson as this and his films. I've watched uh, uh, Passion of the Christ and Apocalypto. I mean, he he does decent film. He knows storyline, knows setting. So from what I I heard of it, I didn't actually read the comment, but from what I heard of it, it's him remarking on the ridiculous amount of money they put into these superhero hero films and they're not especially DC's not getting good criticism or really the best amount of money that they could get out of these characters or what you think they should be able to when superheroes are a major market right now and they've got two of the most iconic superheroes in a film together yeah uh you would think they could put together i mean and that's the thing like you they put so much money into these films where they make you know a film but somehow they think like throwing more money at it and throwing more explosions more special effects they're going to get a better movie out of it or if you look at deadpool for one they put less film in it but or less money into it but they made the film about the character and it, it pleased fans and it, it was a better film Marvel, they took a lot of uh, directors that weren't super well-known or weren't uh, extremely popular in doing big-budget films, and they've made it work, and they made good films. Or unknown for the actors. Most part. Yeah, uh, unknown unknown actors. actors or actors who had lost credibility. And I think Warner Brothers still has a really old-time sensibility when it comes to filmmaking. and they throw money at it. They throw money at it, and they put, well, we need a big action star. We need this. We need explosions. It's an action movie, right? And... You know, do that kind of theme, which is why I was super worried about Sandman being <laughs> DCU. Uh, but it's, I, I personally, I, I enjoyed a lot of parts about Batman v Superman that a lot of, I know that's not popular opinion. Uh, and understandably so. Uh, when we did our initial podcast, I, yeah. I pointed out, I don't think a majority of people are going to enjoy this film. I do. <laughs> Most people are not going to enjoy this. Right. And I get why why the problems are, but uh, yeah. So I mean, Mel Gibson, one, I, I doubt he's a huge comic fan, so he's gonna not enjoy I, a film, anyways. But um, when he's looking at the film, if he did watch it, there's a lot of breaks and consistently a lot of breaks. It's a lot of setup for what initially will be the Justice League threat versus Darkseid. I assume that when played in a single movie, I don't think it does the greatest but when we see the later films and go back to watch the first one and understand what those parts are then it might make more sense and be a more coherent film but 
he's got some valid arguments to say hey he's this is this is not great film for what ridiculous amount of money they put into the film uh they're not getting returned and they're not making the film that most people enjoyed uh, the only thing i thought about it was uh but who the fuck are you to you know uh, argue the point? Or, you know, I thought it was uh, you're not involved in it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was ironic that it was his last few movies have been kind of pieces of shit. Yeah, and what what have you been doing lately? You know, yeah, kind of a thing. Um, but what have you done for me lately? That's the Hollywood motif. <laughs> you're washed out now. We haven't watched anything good for you in a few, so go away. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always go to the South Park motif. You can make fun of Mel Gibson. He's a crazy son. He knows a plot line. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, like I said, he's got some valid points, but uh, he's not necessarily my go-to guy to comment on a comic book movie either. You'd be like, true, yeah. what? <laughs> I want to sure know about this comic book movie. Hey, Mel Gibson, what do you think? I'm not sure why, why this was the why this was like newsworthy but it became newsworthy he shouted something argumentative and they can throw it up online yeah but it's argumentative but it's even it's a popular opinion yeah um, he um for a long time because they were working you know, uh Robert Downey Jr. wants to do Iron Man 4 he said he wants Mel Gibson to direct it well I think this closes the door on it yeah I'd hope so uh, but he said he wants Mel Gibson to direct uh, Iron Man 4 I'm like I mean alright why? I guess. I mean, we all watch Passion of the Christ. It makes sense for him to... I didn't. You didn't? Nope. Oh, it's... I had no desire to watch that's it. That's interesting. That's what I've heard. It's it's a thing that exists. That's that's not the same tone I get from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's a I, and I know people. And I know people. Not just like I've seen people at Walmart. I know people that have gone, we watch that every Easter. Why the fuck? And I'm like, why would you watch that for Easter? Like, that seems like a weird choice. <laughs> Remember, kids, this Jesus, is what happened. Jesus got the fuck kicked out of him. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I had people all the time around Easter time coming in, like, do you have Pastor the Christ? And I'm like, why? Why? We're we'll watching it. It's, it's an Easter movie. Like, it's not an no. Easter movie. Are you out of your mind? It's like, it's a Jesus movie, so it's Easter. Yeah. Like, you. Fuck. I want to make a movie where it's just a fucking, it's an Easter movie. It's a rabbit jumping around in a forest for about 45 minutes in the last 15 minutes of this hour long movie. Is this hunter coming in, just shooting him and cutting him into pieces? Exactly. It's Easter. Easter movie. <laughs> That's. I remember I went to go see it in the theaters uh, with my buddy Pope, and these people behind us, this old woman, just like the entire time, was just <gasps> like losing her mind, hyperventilating all the hell during the beating of Jesus, and I was just like, "Holy fuck! This this movie is nuts," and. I remember distinctly watching that movie. I'm like, man, I hope this guy uh, directs a superhero movie one day. <laughs> sure you did. Yeah. So, so light bulb just went off. I have an idea. We're going to make millions. We're going to remake Passion of the Christ. They're already making a sequel. With our... What? How? Did you not... Did we not talk about that already? No. You're making a sequel. How? It's called The Resurrection. Of course it is. Mel Gibson's directing it. Of course he is. Why not? He's going to try and resurrect his career. Passion of the Christ is the movie where he lost his mind. I cannot wait to see what happens with the resurrection. Um, but no, we, no. Need to, we need to remake Passion of the Christ with our one true savior and lord, Nicolas Cage. Do you know that's, that's an actual subreddit on Reddit? Seriously? One true god. 
or one true savior, one true lord, one of those things. But it's every every all the posts, all the pictures, all the stuff on that subreddit are Nicolas Cage. <laughs> every single one. Like that picture you showed me. Um, the, the the ice skater. Yes, like that was, was on there. That was my profile picture for a while. Yeah, that was on there. <laughs> a couple others have been on there. <laughs> Who was was it? You or Joey? I was talking to about um, the Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yeah, where the whole like it's like kill anyone, bring back your goddamn honey. That line it wasn't me. I don't remember. That. I okay. don't watch the movie. All the okay, way so in, in, that's not okay. That line that's been quoted a million times. All the bees stuff. Yeah, uh, wasn't even in the original movie. It was in. It was in the special edition. Oh really? Yeah. So so people have had to purchase the movie to see that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so he says the line, "Killing me won't bring back your goddamn." Well, I'll do it in his voice. <clears throat> Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. Um. More of a treasure protector. But here's the thing. End of the movie. Spoilers. Killing him did bring back their goddamn honey. So, <laughs> fuck him. That line is completely useless. Maybe why they cut it out. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure about why they would make a sequel to it, but except for Jesus he's crazy. Uh, but I, here, I, a light bulb went off. I'll say what I will. You know, we can all say what we will about Mel Gibson as a person and Mel Gibson as a director. Um... Mel Gibson as the Mandarin. He's crazy enough. He's crazy enough. He can pull it off. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he can totally let's face that. it, he's a good actor. He is. Like, I, I, honestly, there's a lot of movies by him, well, not by him, but he's in that I like. Um, Patriot. Patriot's a really good one. Um, we Were Soldiers. Ransom. We Were Ransom. Soldiers. Yeah, I love Ransom. Lethal Weapon. That's lethal probably lethal my movies. first movie I saw with him in it. Mad Max. Uh, yeah, like Mad Max. Um, but it's what I think. Like, yeah, he's crazy enough. Anyways, we know he can play crazy, like and be crazy. But, um, but he can play crazy, and he's a solid actor. I remember me and Michelle were watching Signs the other day. That movie is dog shit. I don't like that movie. Like, I like it. It's fine. It's entertaining enough. It's got, it's just the right amount of nostalgia to yeah. make it make me like it. I I agree. 100%. Um, but it's not a good movie. It's but not. he is good in it. He is. The and, one and scene Phoenix is, is not too bad in it. No, Walking Phoenix is. Re- in fact, all the performances are pretty solid in it. Um, the one scene I remember, it's uh, at the end whenever uh, his son uh, is uh, having the asthma attack, and it seems like his son died, and he's just he's like his lungs were closed, and he was trying, he was really like upset about, it, and he starts to cry, and he's like, "Don't do this to me again." I'm like that's a good fucking performance, and people forget now. Bell Gibson's a good actor. He is. They let they let all the shit that's happened in the media affect their vision on him as an actor. Exactly. Which I don't agree with. I don't agree with stuff he said. No. Recently, not even no. Some, not some recently, but as far as like the same thing with a lot of people that hate Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. I'm not huge on him as a person. I don't like him as a person, but his, his movies, movies are mostly good. Yeah, I like, mean, Days of you Thunder. You can say what you you can say what you want about Top Gun. A lot of people hate it. I enjoy Top. Gun. I love it. It's it's not. His best movie. You know, movie I, if his I really enjoy. Tell me, Cocktail. It's good. See, people don't it's, give that one a credit. Anymore. It is good. Like it's one of those movies where you look at the cover, and you're like, I don't think I'm. That's gonna actually watch one it. of the first Tom Cruise movies I remember watching. Oh yeah, Jerry Maguire. He does. Jerry Maguire was awesome. Oh, just recently, like I said last week, uh, uh, we we're Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow I, which, that was good. Yeah, he and I heard he does really well in it. Um, Risky Business. Risky Business, fantastic. Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of, I mean, I love all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, minus I, minus what, three. Three was okay at best. Three was Philip Seymour Hoffman and yeah, the plot was just kind of weak. Yeah, but 
even, I don't remember even that two one wasn't great. Only reason two was fun is because John Woo. <laughs> Because he directed it. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, because like I love every John Woo movie, as, as they'll tell you. Like he walks in, all the birds, fucking the like, doves fly. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> motorcycle flip, jump. Yeah, it's like, yep, this is John Woo. Like, definitely a John Woo flick. Okay, but three was okay. Wasn't great. Uh, four was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, when JJ helped. Yep. And did it. Five was good. Um, had some big flaws. Had some minor flaws, but overall, fun movie. Um, the pacing was off. Really? Uh, I, I, I don't think I've watched that one I haven't yet. bought it yet. I, I probably will, but um, the pacing's weird. Because I feel like in 4, uh, the pacing's great. Like, you get information, action, information, action, and you go back and forth, and you get what you need, and the kind of, like, whodunit stuff happens, and everything meshes together, and stamp, done, great. 5 starts off fast, which is normal for those movies. Um, a bit too much for me. Like the, the trailer, you see the plane where he's yeah. like on the side. That's the first scene. Oh, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! So like right he off. actually did that stunt, like yeah. on the plane, which give him um, fucking props for that, dude. One. He'll he'll do all the stunts. Yep. Um, I was, have, I was listening they to stories. Have to, like, stop him. He was though. on a podcast with uh Chris Hardwick, <laughs> dropping names. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was on a podcast with Chris Hardwick talking about doing stunts and other stuff about uh, I think it was Chris Harvick's maybe it wasn't but uh, talking about doing stunts and talking about Edge of Tomorrow and said that there was one scene where like he was just ready to go to the next scene and they couldn't do it they had to wait and wait and wait for something and he was just sitting there like can we go <laughs> I want to go because he's like strapped in he's a yeah he's a, he's a solid actor he's a crazy asshole and yeah. has some out there uh, beliefs but I still can't believe in whatever Mission Impossible it was where he's cl- rock climbing. Yeah, that's real. That's real, hundred percent. Like no, no. I'm sure they had harnesses and maybe not a harness, but like a net or something. To they catch had to have for 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 um, liability issues. But like he really did that, and he does that all the time. He's uh, he's yeah. insane. But yeah, I mean, in a good way and a bad way. But yeah, um, it's like the same. Yeah, say you know who what. It's like the good way of him being insane is like Jackie Chan's. Exactly, yeah. And then the other side is just shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, definitely, it's like, yeah, Mel Gibson's a good actor. His his personal beliefs and his fucking craziness makes people forget that he's a good actor. Yeah. And same thing with Tom Cruise. But uh, yeah, it actually just popped in my head we're talking about Mel Gibson. He, I wouldn't mind seeing him take a turn as the Mandarin. Yeah, I'd be, be okay with that. Like he, he's he's got enough crazy in him. To, to make that work really well mm-hmm. and he has that gruffy voice he, he has has had that gruffy voice before. he can pull it off and, yeah and yeah i think he'd do a good job at that. i think he could yeah let's ask joseph this is mel gibson being the manner and it makes me laugh just because it's specifically a uh <laughs> an asian well okay here, character okay, generally in, a... in the in the, in the comic book Right. Very Here's the thing. This is what me and uh, John have been going based on. Because okay. like oh, past few episodes, we talked about this actually, which was um, our theory is it's been proven in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that the Ten Rings is not uh, uh, an Asian group. It's not, yes, it's yes, not a Middle yes, Eastern. Yes. It's, it's trying to be a worldwide thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be no, Middle Eastern no, or Asian. No. It just means he has to be the head of this, this organization. organization. So we've been going off just based off of any actor we can think of that can pull off the role. Of the Mandarin, I wouldn't would not put Mel Gibson there, yeah. um, 
by no means. Uh, either way, um, he can play and, crazy. Yeah, he can play crazy, <laughs> but good beard too. Does um, have a good beard, but I don't see him as much more than being maybe a another business tycoon type setup. I mean, definitely a villain. He, Whatever he does, it would be a villain. I think. Yeah, but just I was meaning as an Asian role, it's funny because he's generally regarded as a racist today. Yeah. and uh so uh that that wouldn't <laughs> be be bad be um, hilarious well possibly for, uh, for us but for some people um maybe not us. but i i wouldn't necessarily put him in that role just because i don't see him being uh the thing is he is crazy he plays crazy good but what i've seen with the mandarin and storyline and things like that and if you're gonna take a terrorist organization to be able to control them efficiently, you're not going to be just some wackadoon. You're going to be wackadoon. I like that. Wackadoon. <laughs> Somebody who uh, can instill feel, fear and be um, level-headed and focused on what your mission is with everybody else. So, I mean, like the uh, the Mandarin in the Iron Man universe and comic book story line, the way I've seen him portrayed i haven't necessarily read the comics but what i've looked at with his storyline he seems to be um very old an ancient you know being who studied both magic over a long period of time and uh scientific you know kind of a dr strange s you know magician slash kind of technologically interested character so I don't necessarily. I I wouldn't be against him being uh, portrayed in a Middle Eastern character necessarily, but I don't know that we necessarily need more Middle Eastern terrorist uh, personas in yeah. the film. Uh, That's another reason why me and Don kind of just decided that maybe uh, to move away from you, that. You could, uh, and the corporate uh, monster is a, a very overdone, overdone uh, villain. It's an easy shot to make those villains and those villains aren't interesting anymore when they're either a large corporation or they're uh you know someone we've what's this generation's uh bad guy you know right you know mandarin originally came about with world war ii yeah right you know hate uh you know asian characterizations because we were at war with japan but um so I don't really want to throw, you know, wouldn't want to throw this, you know, generations. It'd be interesting if they, they mixed a Stephen, or not Stephen, Doctor Strange uh, character and filtered it in that way um, into a, and, and put the Ten Rings involved in there and then brought him from that universe back kind of into Iron the magic Man. into it with that him. way you understand that you're introduced to the magic you're introduced to how it kind of works and then see him as a leader of a bad uh villainous type organization mm-hmm. that maybe even uses some type of tech because it would be good to have some tech reference to why iron man's involved in the first place because <laughs> yeah. otherwise have dr strange take care of it um but if they could tie that back into it then yeah it'd be good to have a character like that but Again, I, I would rather just see someone new. Uh, I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't necessarily need a. Um, and I, I can't really think of anyone I would. I wouldn't be against seeing someone uh, physically imposing, like a uh, like 
maybe an, <laughs> it would be fine to have the physical features of uh guy who played Mandarin in the last one. Uh, Trevor Slattery. No. Or, I mean, it, uh, uh, the... <laughs> but a younger... Uh, oh, you're not yeah. you're, you're, the guy ben who King, portrayed Kingsley. Ben Kingsley that, yeah, Trevor, as character. Played, tried, he played Trevor Slattery. Yeah, who playing, playing uh, Mandarin. Mandarin, but have someone with that kind of feature, um, you know, an slightly elderly, not elderly, but an older, more mature actor that would look um, aged slightly over Tony Stark. Um, show kind of his wisdom that kind of thing you have a younger guy it's gonna look uh you're gonna have a portrayal of when looking at them visually that tony stark's more educated older wiser got the upper hand if you have someone who's a little bit older and aged and physically bigger and stronger you're gonna see that uh him as an inferior type character when you put him up visually yeah um so I wouldn't mind someone that has that kind of level, but also is physically imposing too. But I don't know of a uh, actor who really fits that. See, I had uh, a couple of episodes ago. I mean, John asked that. Put a what's his face back in there. Uh, Obadiah. The dude, Obadiah Stane, looking like that yeah. kind of that kind well, of look, but being. I, uh, I had two ideas as to who it could be in the year. They're on two different ends of the spectrum. There, um, one I know probably wouldn't do it just because. And probably shouldn't because he previously played in Batman, Liam Neeson. Yeah, well, and yeah, he's a Ra's al Ghul, which is exactly. very close to that's the Mandarin that's character. The, yeah, he would be good as it though, but yeah. yeah. But the other one, I thought maybe we could pull it off because I was going on thinking somebody who can pull off being charming can mm. come off threatening if need be, um, not necessarily physically imposing, but uh, can come off intellectually imposing. Yeah, um, Jude Law. Hmm. Yeah, Jude Law. Uh, well, we know he has good chemistry with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. I but I don't see him really fitting uh, that role very well because I don't see his character as being a lead of a terror of terrorist organizations and things like that. I don't see Jude Law very well as a villainous. I mean, even if he is a villain type character. I don't see him as necessarily that kind of villain character. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me. Uh, Channing Tatum. Fuck that. Um, I would... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that I necessarily, off the top of my head, can really think of a, an actor who really fits that, that layout for uh, Mandarin well. And I, I don't know that... John necessarily to to best. I, Washington. I honestly would love to see them do the new um the new problem with uh Iron Man within the where he creates the serum to give everybody long lasting life where he's a villain more of a villainous character he gives everybody um a he, I believe he gets it into the water uh stream uh, and it heals every one of their problems, and he gets them to believe that it's through purchasing an app. It allows them to heal themselves through nanobots he's created. Or it's the uh, from the third movie, um, Extremis. the Extremis program. He uses that and perfects it to where he actually starts healing humanity. But they have to give him 
a certain amount of money. If they can't, he takes the extremists out of their system. Uh, it involves Doctor Strange trying to change the mindset of villains to good, but he accidentally turns the good people bad also. So uh, Tony Stark's character, he basically holds everyone ransom. Like, you want to have be healed and have eternal life, you just got to keep paying me money. Uh, in the initial storyline, Daredevil argues against it one he's a lawyer and he's like yeah this is wrong legally is, you're, yeah, you're holding legally, everyone wrong and uh he heals daredevil's eyesight and and daredevil's like i don't care I'll, I'll get rid of the eyesight you can't do this kind of a thing so that would be an interesting story and it would follow the line of the extremist storyline in mm-hmm. uh three but that could be interesting plus it you know obviously you could do a social commentary about phones and apps and that kind of thing <laughs> big pharma holding ransom for uh for your pills uh but so that could be an interesting storyline and it fits in with more of a closer to modern comic or current comic storylines um but yeah that could be an interesting idea but i don't know if i would go with mandarin necessarily but even if we, well, we were did, i don't like know if they ever brought if they ever did i was saying if they ever did i don't i don't know that i would fit mel gibson let's go with the initial question yeah um, Justice League. Yeah, a better, a better actor. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm doing a me. much better actor. Uh, and, J.K. Simmons. And not so crazy, but and acts crazy. Acts crazy. Uh, J.K. Like J.K. Simmons praises Zack Snyder, saying, uh, "That was a really fun set. Zack Snyder runs sort of a big happy family, and it's obviously, obviously, in many ways, a very different work environment when you're working on a big giant movie like that than a relatively small movie like The Meddler." Uh, but at the end of the day, the director is the one who sets the tone, and one of the things that Zach and Lorraine Lorraine do uh, Lorraine have in common is they're just nice, smart, com- competent, fun people that you don't mind spending a twelve-hour day with. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he uh, talked about also his scenes that he shot, um, and he said, uh, "Yeah, mostly with Ben." Uh, in this first installment of the Justice League, Commissioner Gordon is not a particularly sizable part. Uh, we just kind of introduce him and see a little bit of his uh, interactions with Batman and with most of the Justice League. So it looks like he'll be spending most of his time, as one would guess, uh, with uh, Batman with Ben Affleck, which is eh, fine. I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm just curious how they're going to use Gordon in the Justice League movie. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him on that. Like, because I'm not. Where is it supposed to take place? I forget. Is it? Is it? Gotham, hundred percent Gotham. Or I mean, mostly, I think I, I think it's taking a place all over. Okay, so I mean, they could have him in there a little bit. Of, yeah, I mean, I it just I don't know what they would have him do. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's surrounded. But he by, got he got all jacked up for that movie. I wonder if they're gonna, if, if there's gonna be like a scene where he has to kick somebody's ass or maybe. But in any case, I just he's got some guns on him now. Yeah, it's insane. He's so and big. a wicked awesome beard. Yeah. Well, now he's got I love now him. he's got a wicked awesome mustache. But yeah, I love him. Um. Also, it looks like a guy, you know what? It's weird. Batman v Superman Suicide Squad. We're, we're covering all the oldies, um, but uh, Suicide Squad. David Ayer wanted Shia LaBeouf for uh, Rick Flagg's right hand man, which was played by Scott Eastwood in the movie. Right. Um, Shia LaBeouf said uh, the character was different initially. Uh, then Will Smith came in, and the script changed a bit. The character uh, and Tom Hardy's character later played by Joel uh, Kinnaman, because uh, Tom Hardy initially was supposed to play Rick Flagg. Right. Uh, got written down to build Will up. I don't think Warner Brothers wanted me. I, I went in uh, to meet, and they were like, nah, you're crazy. You're a good actor, but not this one. It was a big investment for them. 
Uh, fair enough, honestly. Yeah, it was. Um, and that's the biggest thing is that I've heard is that Warner Brothers wasn't because I guess David Ayer wanted him, but Warner Brothers. I mean, Shia LaBeouf's got a fucking reputation. He obviously. does. And it's sad because he's a he's a really good actor. He is, but he's a fucking idiot. A little bit. Yeah, so, I can't believe he, he, he. I mean, the whole what really kicked this whole thing off is a plagiarism thing. Yeah, and um, some people were you know didn't seem to understand why other actors and stuff were mad about it. You know, like, I, I was talking to, I can't remember who it was, a friend of mine, because at the Golden Globes after that, um, uh, Jim Carrey was uh, uh, presenting uh, an award, and he got there and said some some quote, I can't remember what it was, and he's like, I think Shia LaBeouf said that. And, you know, as a, as a joke, to mock him for, you know right. all that, and, and but the way he said it was he sounded very irritating. It was a very clear jab at him, and some people were like, "Well, why he, it wasn't his problem to say anything about it? Why did he have to say anything about it? He should just let it be." Here's the thing: he's a comedian. Well, yeah, he's a comedian, <laughs> but it's also the fact that Silas Buff just kind of pissed all over what everybody, what all those actors do. Yeah, you know that's he, their career. He took somebody else's very hard work and tried to pass it off as his own. That's a huge insult and a slap in the face to any respectable actor, writer, director, anybody. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shame, again, because he's a creative dude. He's very, very talented actor. He could do, he could be, he could be a really, I, like, I'd love to see him in, you know, one of the DC movies or Marvel movies as a main character. We just never will anymore. Right. Of course, then again, there was a time where people said we would never see Robert Downey Jr. as a leading man again. But that's now true. that's all anybody. Oh, there's a little bit of Robert Downey Jr. news I want to speak out to and didn't get a chance to say it uh, uh, in the last episode. He's going to play Perry Mason. Really? Yeah. They're doing like an HBO. I don't know if it's going to be uh, an HBO special or if it's going to be um, like uh, an HBO movie or an HBO special mini series or whatever. But they're doing Perry Mason. Apparently he's going to play Perry Mason. That's weird. Fine. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'm cool with it, yeah. It's just strange. I haven't thought about Perry Mason in a long time. So my father, my father. I mean, he loves Perry Mason. He gets. Uh, he got me into Perry Mason's. Uh, <clears throat> he came over the other day for uh, Labor Day, and all of a sudden, just uh, dun 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 dun. And I was like, I was like, what the? F- are you watching fucking Perry Mason? Yeah. I was like, where did you find it at? And because he just flipped through my TV and found it. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, my, my dad's into he loves Perry Mason, he loves Charlie Chan, yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. Basil Rathbone, uh, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, awesome. uh, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I thought about that the other day and forgot to say anything. Uh, uh tell us about the Batman. <clears throat> According to Ben Fritz of the Wall Street Journal, Joe Magniello will be playing Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke. So that seems to confirm it. Uh, Magniello seemingly confirms it by sharing the footage that Ben Affleck shared and and, uh, and a news article. Yeah, there's a news article saying that Mang- Manganiello, <sighs> your name's a nightmare, buddy, uh, <laughs> but uh, saying that he was going to play him. Yeah. And he shared it and said, it's on. And he changed his uh, his like uh, Twitter cover picture or whatever yeah. is a picture from the footage that Ben Affleck uh Shared. That's awesome. I can't wait. I I think it's awesome. I am so glad so that he's excited. that he's gonna play him. I too. love him. Like honestly, like he's so good and everything. I mean, I'll, honestly, I would if someone. I won't do it myself, but if someone came up to me, uh, especially if it was like a girlfriend, if I had one, 
Yeah, uh, but like, like, we should watch True Blood. I would watch it just for him. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, just for him. That's a that's a handsome dude too. Very handsome. As we all saw in Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Train wreck. I, only because my pants get tighter. Yes. Let's ask Joseph. I'm trying to think of what other films I have seen him in. He's in True Blood. I don't watch True Blood, so I don't. Joe's lying. He watches True Blood. What did I watch that he was in? Oh, the The Pee Wee -wee movie. movie. I seen him in that, which, hey, top notch. (laughs) I thought he was good in that. I don't don't know. I didn't really. I I saw the parts with him. He he was also in the the first Spider-Man movie Mm. as the bully is Flash. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, barely recognizable now that's, that's but funny yeah he's i can't think of what else he, i honestly can't think of what else he's in honestly so yeah i haven't seen enough of him to uh really uh argue what uh his qualifications i mean he's look he's, wise, a, he's a fit large guy so he fits the look of the role. that works and i mean a lot of people enjoy uh true blood so i'd have to say that he does okay there uh as an actor but yeah, I really don't have a, a super huge uh, opinion of the guy because I, I just haven't seen him act. What I've garnered from True Blood was I yeah, it was just so bummer that I wasn't really interested in People enjoyed it, he was in it, so therefore <laughs> people enjoy him. So. Yeah, people enjoy him. Um, but how he works as a uh, desperate. But yeah, he has, has a look where it would fit well. I mean, he's, like I said, he's fit, larger, tall guy and... That's about <laughs> physical characteristics. He looks all he right. He looks now, the part. How good of an actor, how he could portray the character. You know, I'm not 100%, but yeah. Um, onto the DC animated, it looks like uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are teasing Hush and Death in the Family. Those would both be awesome. Those would be fantastic, but after watching uh, Killing I hope Jericho, they do a better so, job. Yeah. I'm not so uh, excited for it. Uh, apparently what it was, I guess they were doing a Q&A, and Kevin Conroy looked over at uh, <clears throat> Mark Hamill and said, because well, somebody said something in the audience, and Kevin Conroy looks over at Mark Hamill and says, so what do you think about Hush? And uh, Mark Hamill's like, I don't know. He said, what do you think about uh, Death in the Family? And then everybody's like, ooh, went all fucking crazy about it. So uh, Hush would be an interesting one to see. That'd be very strange. That'd be cool with it, though. It'd be something different. But they would have to definitely do a better, better job than they did. Have to. Because that was like... Uh, like, I mean, as I said, I, I enjoyed what they did with the stuff that was already written. Like, yeah, I mean, they did fine with that, but I mean, the animation. I, I don't know like. why they had to add more into it. Like, I get it, but at the same time, like, if you're gonna do that, because here's the make goal. Here's the goal. If anybody gets a chance, watch the um, everything wrong with or the honest trailer for Killing Joke. Uh, they nailed it right on the head. Basically, what you're saying they did was like they wanted Batgirl to mean more and did not feel like just such a like a. But character. they make her character demeaning. Exactly, they like, didn't want they, to demean. They want the to give her a backstory to give her more more focus and more to make her feel sympathy. more important. Yeah, and more sympathy and more important to Batman. And but all then they, they did make was her make a whiny her, bitch. They did, <laughs> They made it was more demeaning than what they did in the comic yeah. book. Well, because the entire time they make her seem like a whiny teenager. Exactly, because it's like. It was just sex, like that whole thing, like, oh my gosh. Might as well stamped her feet and, you know, stormed out of the yeah. room. You're not my real dad. Oh, that was, ugh. Yeah, I went there. That was gross. <laughs> I got worse ones. I didn't feel bad. Um, yeah, because, like, they didn't really need to put more 
They didn't really need to. I get it. If they would have done it good, I wouldn't. That's the thing is, they're going to do it, they need to take their time and do it right. And first of all, there was no connective tissue at all to between yeah. those stories. That's they what were, Joey said, too. All they had to do was make... Make Paris France the guy that was impersonating the Joker in Arkham. Yeah. That's all they had to do. That's exactly what Joe, Joey said. Is that, That's all they had to do, and he's right. It would have been made if so they, much better. If they would have done that... It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been great, but it would have connected the stories, at least, and that's what's important. But in the in the Batgirl prequel to the uh, movie, they make her look, like you said, a whiny teenager, an idiot... And just going in there half cocked, she doesn't know what she's doing. And then, then her quitting. Yeah, it's she like, wouldn't quit. It's uh, she's she's that's the thing is like you make her look weak again. Exactly, she quits. It's I like, would have rather she was being trained by Batman. She was that strong. She wouldn't quit. She would do better. She would work harder, and she would find a way to make it work. And here's the I don't because then it doesn't make sense as to why because at the end of the movie they show her go and become Oracle. It doesn't make sense. Why would she quit after she'd been pushed to the limit? She quit as Batgirl, but she got shot, and then she wants to come back and be Oracle. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, they did not know how to write that character. It's like they had a bunch of geeks who had never hung out with a girl in their lives yeah. write it. It's the most ridiculous. <laughs> Joe thing. makes me laugh because he's always like, "Why? Why do they always have to have that one gay friend?" Exactly. Why couldn't it have been a girlfriend? Like it's like been a friend that they had that worked together. It had, of a it's gay like guy. one of the most stereotypical versions of a gay guy I've ever seen. Kind of. He wasn't as flamboyant as no, I thought he was going to be. Yeah, he could have been way more, but it was it was like gay Lucius Mal- or uh, Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, oh, Jesus, it was so stupid. Fucking, tell me about some games, John. I will. Uh, two games, actually. <clears throat> actually, three games. Two of them are in one. Uh, or three of them? I don't know how that works. Are they do it. It's just the first two, right? Just the first two, because okay. the other one's on the next gen. I guess we'll just talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Batman Return to Arkham is uh, finally got a new release date. Yes. After being kind of canceled slash pushed back. Uh, now will be released on October 18th. So excited. Uh, and if you haven't seen the side-by-side comparisons of the PS3, Xbox 360 version versus the PS4, Xbox One version, go look it up. It it's solid. They put some work into it. Yeah, it's very pretty. And I hope that the pushback was, was more of a let's make a better thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to come with all the DLC. Yeah, uh, which is great because I don't think I had all the DLC for City. I don't think I did either. Um, so I'm excited to go back and 100% it again. I think, and <laughs> I like actually like Arkham City more than I like Arkham Knight. Oh, I do, I do too. Um, Honestly, like Arkham Knight's fun because you get to drive, you mm-hmm. get you get to do that stuff. But it gets real repetitive real quick, and the driving, the fighting in the car is so easy. Yeah, like because like honestly. After you learn the trick of the machine gun, because yeah. I did the training, which I didn't know you could do, uh, you get the machine gun down and you shoot that one spot on their car and one shot blows them up. Yeah. It's like, you don't even need to do anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... you just drive around, pop, okay, that's gone, pop, that's gone, and then you just use your other abilities and destroy everything else. Like, it's super easy, but it's fun. Even driving the car is fun and entertaining. It's just a matter of... City had a better story, <clears throat> mm-hmm. had a better better twist. connection, yeah, better twist, a better connection with all the characters, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was huge. And yeah, you can argue Knights bigger, Knight bigger, but is but it really bigger though? I think <clears throat> the only reason it feels bigger is because there's tall buildings. Yeah, City was a prisonish style place. The only tall buildings. But even then, it was also. I think to me, City feels bigger because the story was it felt felt bigger. Yeah. It was more connected to everybody. 
this night is not very connected. It feels it feels very vast and very uh, very not vast. That's the wrong word. Um, secluded. Yeah, everything's so pushed far away. The story is about the Arkham Knight and Scarecrow, and then there's some other things you can do on the way there. Yeah, and and the Scarecrow stuff weak to me. Like some of it's yeah. really good. Yeah, some of it they could have really made it so awesome. much better. But the best part about Scarecrow was the Joker. Yeah, which is sad. Because Scarecrow could have been a great villain. Uh-huh. And instead, they it's like, Scarecrow's the main villain, but it's really Joker. Yeah. Like, you're really and, fighting yourself the entire time. You're just fighting Joker off in your brain. And the, yeah. I mean, it was great. It was a great cinematic part. Yes. But the gameplay itself was... What I really didn't... And this is the same, true, the same thing about with uh, Arkham uh, Origins, which that game was... Uh, it wasn't awful. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't good. No. Um, but what I didn't like is that, okay, when they advertise it, okay, awesome. We get Black Mask. He's going to be the main villain. That's fucking awesome. We get we get to see somebody brand new, somebody not super well-known to everybody get to be the main villain, get his shot at it, and then it's the Joker. Yeah. It's like, seriously, you can make a fucking Batman game or movie without the Joker as the lead villain. Yeah. Like, There's, I was, I was ex- 100% expecting... The Joker to be in Arkham Knight, as far as flashback. Uh, yeah, and, I, I, then I heard Scarecrow. I was like, okay, they're gonna put him in there as the psychological thing for yep. Scarecrow. Great, and then he's in the entire fucking game. Entire and it's game. like, it's cool. It's great. Honestly, it's so cool. It's just, how would they do really it? Really, rather he'd been played down more. Yeah, it's but, it, but what they but do with him is fantastic. But it, but if they didn't put him in there, or put him in very little, and let the other villains have their turn. It could have been great. It could have still been just as good, if not better. But there's also the problem is that I think the reason they had to have him, they had to have him in there because Arkham Knight was Jason Todd. Right. Which was a cop-out to me. Yeah, because then they, they were all talking about how we got a new character that's it's never been seen. It's a brand new character. You've never seen him before. Which is true. We've never seen the Arkham Knight before. Technically. But it was Jason Todd. Which they make it too obvious, too. Yeah, oh, way too like, obvious. Because I was like, oh, there's going to be a twist. Like, who is he? Who's he going to... Oh. It, it, after the okay. first flashback, it's like, fuck you. After the first... I'll, I'll say, at the first flashback, I was like, I'm sure it is, but I'm going to wait and question it. And then they showed the second one, and I was like, okay. I was, I was, really, I was really disappointed Jesus. with that, just because I was like... I mean, it's great, because I love Jason Todd's character. I do, too. However, it's not a new we character. Were, we were promised a brand new character... And we were given a very, it wasn't even a twist. Yeah. I mean, it could have been related There's to There's no someone. twist in this game. There really isn't. Honestly, yeah. It's it really a very isn't. straightforward game. And yeah. It, but, it, I mean, it was still fun. It's just, it bummed me out. I wish it, if it, it. And the DLC was fucking piss poor. Yes. The only one that may have been better was that one that had like three or four villains in it. I heard that wasn't too bad. The Batgirl Robin one? No. The one that had Mad Hatter. Oh, uh, that Penguin. oh, they had five villains. Five that villains. was good. That was. Good. I heard that was pretty good. But every other, I DLC played it out. I played it. It was solid. Yeah, I expected the Red Hood and the Harley Quinn to be short. Yes, because they because they, they, they came with the GameStop pre order. They were ridiculous. But short they were though. like twenty five minutes. If that, if that, yeah, it was awful. And then the one with with Batgirl and Robin was okay. Where you go to the carnival place? Yeah, I hundred percented it in no time. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take long. That like, it's like an hour. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you couldn't do something else? Like, you couldn't have me go back to Gotham? Like, that's what I wanted. Is I wanted her to go there, find them, have to go back to Gotham, 
and do some stuff there and then come back and finish that mission like four hours, three hours. I'm but, curious as to why they haven't been able to really do like um, a Batman game where they have the base game, like let's say Arkham, let's say Arkham Knight. That's the base game. You have Gotham City's built. You have the stories that happen within the main game. Why, when they release uh, uh, um, download content, um, have they not yet allowed you to just roam around as different characters? Well, not even just that, but also like create a whole new story. Yeah, it doesn't have to be twelve hours. Yeah, we're just saying like four four hours is a solid. As DLC, I'm okay with four hours. Yeah. Like it gives like it doesn't have to be Fallout where it gives you an extra thirty hours of gameplay. Exactly. It's not going to do that. It's not the same type of game. But like an action adventure game like that, you could easily make another three or four hour storyline. Yeah, take I'm, your time with it. Release you, one a year for the next four years. I was gonna say one a year for four years. That's that's perfectly. I think reasonable. Do, don't have to do one every quarter because then it's gonna be really easy because it's also you already have the city's already programmed in. You already have that. The characters you are all just there. have to write the dialogue, do the voice acting, and then edit the cinematics. Exactly. So fine. Yeah, that takes a while. One a year. Just just do it from the get go. Announce it ahead of time. Uh, don't even give a date. Don't even say a year. Say we're gonna we start working on DLC day one of release, mm-hmm. and we will work on that DLC, and it's gonna be a full its own full story. Uh, we're guessing between three and five hours, and and when it's done, and we have uh, we have a legit release date, we will tell you. Yep, I'd be okay with that. I would spend I would spend more money on a season pass knowing. That I'm going to get a full getting. four hour DLC, minimum one, maybe two. They can say the season pass covers the first three. And I'd be like, okay, I will pay $50 for, for season pass. I'd be 100% down Because it's going to be three other games. Like $40 for, for season pass that covers three, three four hour sessions. Absolutely. I don't see a problem with that. I feel like game developers are just too scared to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, take their time. Well, we got to have, we have that product out now. Or otherwise they won't play it. They'll play something else. It's like, People are going to play other games. Yeah. If you make the game good, they will come back. I don't know. What was the other game? I am excited for Return to Arkham, though, just to be able to go back and play those games again. Yeah. Uh, Especially with the updated graphics. And like I said, I was really worried because they took it off. Even at GameStop, the the slated date was 1231, and I was like, is it going to come out? Yeah. (laughs) And so October 18th, if if you were a fan of it or you want to give it a shot, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. Uh, Also, another game that's coming out that's a remastered version that if you haven't played it, I recommend. Uh, and how you can put it in the recommendation if you want is Bioshock the complete collection comes out uh, soon I think it's like the 13th uh, maybe a little bit later maybe it's 27th but it's sometime this month I'm pretty sure that it comes out and it has all three Bioshock games in it remastered and the first one's fucking amazing the third one's great and the second one's good okay. uh, different writers but anyways uh, the other Batman game is DC uh, Batman Telltale series uh, it's, uh, episode uh, two. Episode two is releasing uh, at the end of this month. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. I think it's twenty seventh, something like that. It comes out at the end of this month. So if you haven't played the first one, I recommend it. It's awesome. I need to do that. I need it's to pick it up. Very fun. Uh, we're getting the discs at Walmart. Come, Soon, right. Uh, I think it comes out next week, two weeks from now. But it comes with the disc and the season pass. Good. So I think it's like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, I think it's thirty. I might just pick that up one day. And... Yeah. Um, there's some uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers news. Yeah. Uh, moving on, on past DC. Uh, according to Walter Jones, who played Zack in uh, the original series, uh, none of the original cast will appear in the new film. Um, I think it's a smart move. 
yeah. I, I mean, know. I would like to see them eventually. But I, I do kind of call bullshit. Because the way I understood it, I thought Jason David Frank was having a cameo in the movie. Yeah, that's what I heard too. And uh, if I remember right, I remember him because he does all these uh, fa- live Facebook feeds. Uh, he made a mention that he was had just been on set when he was leaving one of the, or filming one of them. He just left the set of the new movie. Now, unless, unless he was it, just there to moral support, or if it was maybe it wasn't that movie, or, maybe or was, maybe he's giving input, maybe based off the original series. But in any case, but uh, I guess uh, Walter Jones said it, it's not likely. Unfortunately, we were not invited to be part of the film, which is confusing to me. But I'm excited about about the film, nevertheless. It's not really confusing to me, man. I think if you're gonna uh, you're if you're gonna reboot, uh, not really rebooting, but if you want to make a movie. Out of the original series, you need to disconnect it from the originals yeah. as much as possible. Especially the first film. The casting, anyways. I mean, Especially the first film. Yeah. Because because of the first film, and if you know you're going to make a franchise, which the this Power one. Rangers, they're going to make a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Look at their shows. Um, it's smart to disconnect the first episode, the first movie, because then you don't go in thinking, okay... Oh, that that's that guy. Oh, that's that guy. Oh, she's her. Let them evolve the characters themselves. And then the next set movie or the movie after, then you can do a cameo with all the other Rangers, or exactly. maybe you can do an alternate timeline and they meet. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be cool with that if you want to bring in time travel. But I think it's uh, I think it's a smart move not to really have them in there. And I, I as much of a, as a purist as, as I am, uh, yeah. if they're gonna, they need to go full tilt. This needs to be completely and totally detached from the originals uh, as much as possible. Yeah. Other than, I mean, obviously, characters got to be the same, or the or the uh, some of the story arcs might be the same. That's fine. It's just but as the far one as thing the they actors, really need to do. I think the second movie needs to be the green with the evil story. Yeah, that's what it should be. Agreed. Um, but there's also a, a new Power Rangers game gonna uh, go down. I haven't heard this yet. Uh, Gematsu. I'm not sure what that is. I'm gonna go Gematsu. Gematsu uh, uh, has discovered a new rating on the Pan European Game Information Board. For a game titled Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle for Sony's PlayStation 4. Further details were unavailable and the listing was quickly removed post discovery. But Bandai Namco was listed as the game's publisher. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, to that, me, that sounds like a fighting game. Probably is. Uh, if I had to guess, it's either going to be a 1v1 fighting game where you can get in whatever the abilities. Um, there's a lot of. Dynasty Warrior style games coming out mm. could be something like that, which could be cool. Yeah, uh, chances are it's just going to be a fighting game, and that, that would be they, interesting. They've had too. a lot of fighting games come out recently, too. Like new Naruto came out, new um, um, wow, can't remember the name of it now. Uh, Dragon One Ball Piece, Z? new Dragon Ball Z one's coming out, uh, and then there's that One Piece game, Burning Blood, or whatever it's called, mm. just came out, and those are all fighting style games. They and I think could, um, they could do something like that because they could do it because like if it's like if it plays like those. Essentially, you would have, you could have up three characters, and you can put their abilities together. They work together, so they could do something like that with them. It could work. I think it'd be interesting. They had a fighting game, or a Power Rangers fighting game years ago, but it was like you play as the Megazord or the Dragon Zord or something like that. You yeah. never really played as the actual Rangers fighting. If you I remember, you remember the, the the movie game that came yes. out Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo? Yes, that was, I think that was that had the fighting portion of it in it. Did it? I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because it was like a beat 'em up. Yeah. I love that game. It was a cool game. It was fucking fun. I like the original, the show game as well. Yeah, it was good too. Um, I mean, it, they're all actually dog shit, but it was still, yeah, it was they still were fun. fun. Um, so, John, tell me, uh, what were, what, are you, uh, what, what were you watching? 
Um, so I finished those shows we talked about last podcast. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, I haven't really started anything new. Well, I guess technically uh, since the last time that we talked, I had finished uh, the 100, uh, season two of the 100. I have not watched season three yet because it's not on Netflix. Uh, I might stream it because I have a website to go to. If not, it'll be on, I think it comes out on Netflix next month. I might just watch my other shows and wait for it because it doesn't. The four season won't start till January. Okay. Um, and it'll be on Hulu because it's CW. So because it's Berlanti, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'll just <clears throat> I'm just gonna wait I think till October and watch it. So as of right now, since I'm caught up on season two of that, I'm probably gonna start watching uh, Daredevil because I've watched two three episodes. That's a good call. Uh, and then when you cut up on that and Jessica Jones before Luke Cage comes out. And then, other than that, I got a buddy of mine let me borrow an anime called Kokias, which has been really good. It's interesting. It's weird. Like, I like it a lot, but it's hard for me to connect with the character. Like, he loves it, and it's fine. But um, the main character is just, a, like, a high schooler, and he's, like, he he's thinking of war as a chess game, and he can outmaneuver their strategists, and he's in high school. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's possible. They make it seem realistic enough, but it's rough. Right. It's like okay. I mean, he makes mistakes and he gets emotional and it ruins his plans. So fine, it works. But it's just a weird anime. But I'm liking it. It's good. But I'm almost done with season two. I'll probably watch it. But yeah, I'm gonna focus on Daredevil and Jessica Jones next. I don't. I haven't really watched anything else yet. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Now You See Me because I have owned it for a while and have not watched it yet. Damn right you will. And now You See Me Two's out and I haven't watched it yet either. So, so. Uh, next time we have uh, next episode we do. Uh, We'll probably be uh, talking about now you see me too, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that probably tonight, and uh, he's gonna watch it after he watches the first one. But uh, I've been watching. Uh, I watched two movies yesterday. You did? Actually, I watched three movies yesterday. I watched The Forest. How was that? Uh, eh. Okay. Well, Forgettable and nonsensical. Fair, fair enough. That kind of deters me from it. I saw it in the trailer. The first trailer I watched, I was interested. Mm-hmm. Second trailer I watched, less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we missed out both because it's on the HBO Now app, and that's right. why we're like, eh, fuck it, let's watch it. So we watched it. It was after her surgery. Um, and so we're just sitting there, and we're both like, by the end, we're like, oh, what the hell just happened? What is going on? And uh, and by, it was like an hour later. I had already forgotten most of what happened in the movie. It's a totally forgettable movie, but it was yeah. nonsensical. Um, I also watched The Darkness. How dark was it? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Pissed me off. I was so mad about that movie. I thought it was supposed to be a horror movie. Right. Nothing scary about that movie at all. Was it psychological? No. No thriller? I mean, it broke my brain, if that's what you mean. Yes. That's totally what I meant. It was stupid. The, the thing is, the kid that, that plays uh, um, Bruce in, the, in Gotham. David Mazous. Yes. Uh, Mazous. 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 He plays in it. He does pretty well in the movie. Um, he plays an autistic kid who picks up some stones and some spears come after him. Um, it's it, again. It's he looks younger than that than he. Did. I think that movie was made, made a while back. Yeah, I think it was made a while back. Probably that's what me, me and my son were talking about too. They they seem to especially with horror movies. It tends to be they they make these movies. It's like they stash and, them, and they stash them and wait till one of the actors becomes relatively popular, and then they release it. Yeah. And that seems to be the case with this one too. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he did fine. He plays an autistic kid. He did, he actually did very well in it. The rest of the characters, uh, it was poorly written. I mean, it's not... 
people can say that all the time. You know, oh, it's badly written just because the movie was bad. Doesn't mean the movie was bad. Uh, was a badly written movie. It just means the movie was bad. This movie was badly written in a bad story. It didn't make sense at all. Um, one of the things that bothered me, and I, and I tweeted it, was um, I was like, why are they? Uh, why are the Spanish speaking people? Uh, or why are they using Spanish to rid the house of Native American evil spirits? Yeah, I saw that. Tweet. I was like, fucking, it doesn't make sense. It's, yeah, it, it was dumb. It was stupid. You know who they should have called. Who? Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? Yeah. But that, that would have flopped then. Um, <laughs> and the other movie I watched was uh, Money Monster. Money Monster. With uh, George Clooney, Clooney. Julie Roberts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster directed it. Oh, cool. Um, that. That's a good movie. I enjoyed I heard, it. I've heard good things. Yeah. I, 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 trailer made it look really good, and it was it met my expectations. It wasn't, it wasn't brilliant. I won't go out and buy it or anything like that, and I might watch it again, but it was good. That's good. It was, it was worth watching, and then uh, hopefully then I get to watch Night You See Me too. Other than that, um, I've been watching Dexter again. Yeah, I'm on season. Nice. I'm on season five. Really, I love the show a lot. But uh, I'm getting ready to start Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I've watched one episode. I'm gonna. I watched the first episode. This I'm probably gonna year. watch it soon because season two is coming out next year. Yeah, so I want to finish it before then. So I got time. But... Yeah, we got plenty of time to watch uh, it. But I wanted to watch it, catch up on it, and. See what all the hubbub was about. Hubbub. Um, also, in in news, um, Rick and Morty season three has a release date. Does it? It does, and it is. Let me find it because I posted on a group chat the other day. Where did it go? Here it goes. Okay. Oh my god. Seriously? Where did it go? Okay, I guess it wasn't in that group chat. I don't know. Uh, it's it's very soon. <laughs> we just Google it real quick. Yeah, actually Google it so we can. Gosh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I just thought about it like as we were talking very end. Um, December air date. December? Like no specific. Um, except for late twenty sixteen, probably in December. So okay. it'll just continue into twenty seventeen. So, so soon to me. That's good, soon, considering it's been a year and a half. Um, also, I saw an article I wanted to talk to you about real quick before we end. Uh, Tom King Talks Batman. Did you see that article? Mm-hmm. Um, Tom King talks about writing Batman, his next big arc, Night of the Monster Men, Gotham Girl, and more. Uh, he, he's having a hell of a year. He wrote two of the best books of 2016, The Vision for Marvel and The Omega Man for DC. And now at the pinnacle of the comic book industry, he's writing Batman. Cool. So that should be interesting. I'm not sure. I, I didn't really see a whole lot about it. I just saw that title. I thought that's kind of neat. Um, King has also introduced two new heroes to the Batman mythos, Gotham and Gotham Girl, mm-hmm. two completely unexpected members of the Dark Knight's fight against crime. I haven't caught up on the rebirth of uh, Batman stuff yet. Uh, I've read the first two issues, I believe, but uh, uh, I'm getting ready to start picking up my comics again and reading them. Yeah. I guess Batman number six is supposed to be an epilogue issue for Night of the Monster Men. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's the first Batman crossover of the Rebirth era. Cool. Interesting. Um, I do. There was something I meant to put on here, and I know you didn't watch the video yet, but I kind of gave you the gist of it. Yeah. Um, there's this theory out now being played out that uh, um, Supreme Leader Snoke, the true identity, being uh, Darth Maul. 
Um, yeah, I don't see it. I watched the video, and it's... I, I read the article. I don't know why there was an article on it, because... It, well, why it was even advertised or anything, because it was just... It's not a strong theory. Yeah. It's not the, there was a stronger uh, theory behind uh, Jar Jar Binks's uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of people think it's Palpatine, too. Yeah, I don't... Saying, saying that he, he he can resurrect, which I was like... Which is true. It's not unnecessarily... It's weird, though. Like, I mean, it would work. It's just, I don't see a reason to do it. And they're also... I mean, they're, they're all... I, did I think he needs to be Plagueis. Or just a new character. Or just Snoke, yeah. Just let him be Snoke. But that's what... Uh, but this theory is saying that, you know, it's him aged, and he's been waiting, and... Because, uh, I guess, in Star Wars Rebels, we're getting ready to see Darth Vader versus Darth Maul. Right. It's going to actually go down. So they're saying... Does he have the spider legs still or is it just the two legs now? Just two legs now. Right, okay. And uh, they said uh, apparently that we could see him get uh, very drastically scarred in the battle against Darth Vader, which would then explain if there's any scarring on him that would uh, correlate to Snoke. And then he goes back into hiding. He waits the entire time until he can finally bring down everybody at one time. And that would be as Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, I still would rather have Because you do also think that uh, Maul is not his name. Right. Maul is his title. Or Darth Maul is the name given to him. So he could go by a completely different name. With, his name could be Snoke, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, they're saying, okay, what about the you know horns? He didn't have the horns. I mean, they could be cut off or whatever. Um, again, in the, in the battle, and him being pale could be because he's gotten old. Because it also explains how Snoke was able to see uh, the rise of the uh, the War of the Clones, and then uh, the rise and fall of the Empire. Yeah, and, and that's what they're that's what the theory basically is that Maul is old enough to have seen all that. It's possible. It's just possible, but I liked your idea better that he's a he's gonna be Snoke's right hand man in training. Yeah, Kylo Ren, which again is because I heard Ray Park is supposed to be. Yeah, I know he's in London for sure. And but I did hear. Again, it was all all this is rumor. Um, I heard uh, I heard he's supposed to be in episode eight. Yeah, which cool. Frank Oz is in England right now too. Is he? Yeah, so there's a strong so, possibility we can see something with Frank Oz. Yoda, maybe. Fucking a. So I don't know. But yeah, I thought I'd bring that because uh. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, but I just don't see it working well. I'd I rather know. see him be uh, a trainer of some sort. Him or... like Snoke brings him in like. And says, I, I want, you, the to best come, I want you to tech. come back and work. I want you to train him. And then you two will be my army. Yeah. Like, who else? Like, as strong as he is and, and as passionate as Kylo can be, like... They would be improper. They would be insane together. Um, like, especially, like, the, the, dual, like the, the dual-sided lightsaber and then the, the claymore. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. I think it would be an interesting... Uh... Interesting thing to see is see Darth Maul back in there, anyways. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form, I, I'd be happy to see Darth Maul. In Someone there. asked me if uh, I thought that Ray Park is still doing all the acrobatic stuff. I was like, Yeah. Has it been that long? It like, hasn't. How do they? How long do they think it's been? I know. That's what I was, I was like. In the character, yeah, like character's older. Yeah, but, but they're they're sip like he he could do whatever. He Ray Park's been training to do this for years and years. Mm-hmm. He's still gonna be able to do it until yeah. the day he dies, probably. Probably, or until he breaks something real bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. And yeah. let's ask Joseph. Lightning round. <laughs> Darth Maul or Darth Vader? Uh, film basis, I I like Darth Maul, although he has 
basically no lines, so I'd love to hear more from him because otherwise he's not that he's, complex he's of an interesting character. But, but visually, yeah, he's amazing. And uh, Ray Parks, Parks, who plays him, uh, is is just you know wonderful. Uh, yeah, character, uh, stunt man, and uh, sword play and all that jazz is pretty amazing. So I like that, although. One of my favorite villain lines is from Darth Vader in the comic book series. Uh, not necessarily yeah, recently, uh, but uh, uh, he's surrounded by all the rebels and he, they say, give it up, you're surrounded. And he, he replies with, uh, oh, I'm surrounded by his fear and dead men. And that's just, that's a wonderful villain line. That is a good villain line. That's so, a very badass yeah. Vader line. So Vader for that one. But for line, for vocal... Vader for vocalization, uh, Darth Maul for visualization. At that, Captain Cold or Heat Wave? I like fall. Um, <laughs> I'll go with Captain Cold, uh, just because Heat Wave is uh, the quick incarnation of like, I'm fiery hothead. I'll burn it down if I don't like it. Whereas Captain Cold has a little bit more complexity than being icy, making. Uh, Schwarzenegger as freeze jokes. But it works better for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Turkey or ham? I like turkey. Uh, <laughs> not a big ham fan. Trump or Clinton? Gary Johnson. <laughs> uh, definitely not Trump, and I'm not a huge fan of Clinton either. So I'm just gonna, you know, implode whenever. Whenever. Gonna bail. Whenever Hillary. Jump, wins. Sh- jump American ship. Kiefer Sutherland or Donald Sutherland? I can't remember the. I don't even know, man. I got nothing. <laughs> I can't even think of a film that either of them are in. It means I'm good neither. We just don't even. I don't even know. I I know I know them, but I can't think of anything. That's how important they are. That's they're very important. <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? I'm gonna go with the BK BK Lounge for those two. Uh, fans of him. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Goku or Superman? You can kind of go with this. It's, it, if who wins in a fight, Goku. Who's more interesting? Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to ramble on why? No. <laughs> you you want to ramble on why and planned on it. This is going to be the last thing. This is going to be what closes out the episode. Alright. One of my initial arguments that I don't see ever almost ever brought up between the Goku versus Superman fight is Goku's use of instant transmission and knowledge of the universe's uh, solar system you know being in different planets which Superman has that to a certain extent but Goku also has traveled to different uh, realms of existence uh, to hell to the afterlife and consistently does so plus we see when Goku arrives in Namek to fight Frieza. He touches Krillin's head, which he has a, more of a connection with Krillin, but he can able, he's able to read his mind, which implies that he can read the thoughts of other people, specifically good people or good-natured people, because uh, he does it with both Krillin and Gohan. Or, just in general, most people know that Superman is affected by kryptonite, uses yellow sun, and whereas Goku's not necessarily the brightest character when it comes to fighting strategy, he usually wins. 
um, and concocts some way to beat the character besides just pummeling them to death. Um, now, would the two characters generally ever fight? Probably not, because they're both on you know, the side, side of good. But it would be extremely easy for Goku to touch Superman, instant transmit him to anywhere there's not a yellow sun, or a place that has kryptonite, or to the afterlife, which would involve similarly to magic in the DC universe, which he's basically useless against. All right. So there's tons of existences and places that he could take him to that he's of no use. Um, so in that way, he trumps him pretty easily. Now, if it's brute force, they they, they claim uh, via level Super Saiyan 3, Goku and Superman in his strongest incarnation. Superman is stronger, but uh, the most recent incarnation, uh, I haven't really seen any arguments with those two, uh, and Goku is leveled up quite a bit from that, where he's now uh, training with gods and whatnot. So, and we see in the most recent Injustice, uh, gods trump Superman. <laughs> yeah. So, in that incarnation, he might be even stronger physically as well, but just in base skill, that instant transmission basically takes away uh, much use for Superman because he can pull him anywhere in the universe where he's ineffective. So you're basically saying Goku ain't a bitch. Yeah, he's not not easily trifled with. <laughs> I like the simplicity that I say it. You're like, he's not easily trifled with. <laughs> a good day to you, sir. So Vegeta's amazing and Goku beats him. So, you know, I'm a Vegeta fan and Goku keeps kicking his ass, so I guess you gotta go with Goku being a badass. It's gotta be it. It's gotta how that, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding! Time's up! Game over. Uh as per usual, we want to give our recommendations out. Recommendation. Recommendation. That's our new theme song for that. No, it's not. John, what do you recommend for these folks? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Did I, um... I can't remember. Did I recommend Galvant? Yes. Okay, I thought I had. I couldn't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is coming out that I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to recommend... Uh, okay, so this is going to be real bad, because it's... I watched part of it the other day mm-hmm. for no fucking reason, other than I was cleaning my room and it fell off my DVD thing. I just put it in. Uh, you've seen it. But I'm going to recommend an off-the-wall movie with Bruce Willis. Hudson Hawk. Ah! So th- this has nothing to do with anything. Nothing new. Nothing crazy. Just because I watched it the other day. Um, Hudson Hawk is a movie, as far as I know, written. I don't know if he directed it. I know he wrote it. Uh, Bruce Willis is accent and and wrote it. It's fucking crazy. It's stupid. Honestly. We watched it on a whim. You and me did. Yeah. Because we were like... Well, I'd watch it with my dad a long did you? time ago. Oh, that's um, right. Because you kept bringing it up to me. And then cause it's, it was one day it was on. I saw it on one of the movie channels. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'll record it. So I DVR'd it. And then you came over one day and we just watched it. Yeah. It's, it's fucking insane. So the base story is... The, this couple, this evil couple, are trying to find all the pieces that Da Vinci left behind to turn um, 
to pretty much like the philosopher's stone to turn lead into gold. So he so supposedly Da Vinci had left all these different pieces in all of his different projects um, to make an item that would to turn lead into gold. So that's what they're doing, trying to do. And the church, the, the Catholic church and part of the movies in Vatican <laughs> uh, is trying to stop them kind of like i don't know without saying too much yeah like they're they're just there and that's part of the storyline but essentially bruce Car- bruce willis's character is a cat thief like he's just a burglar like he steals cats uh, <laughs> he's no, a cat thief he just... him and his partner are like just burglars and they're old school yeah. so in order to get away from each other without having to use walkie talkies or anything they uh have certain songs that they use that are timed out at a certain time so if they need five minutes and so many seconds, they go, okay, well, this song. And they both sing, start together, sing the song, separate, and come back. And they're singing the song, so they time each other with it. It's it's, it's my favorite part of the movie. Clearly they only, made they only do it era. two or three times. Yeah. But it's fucking awesome. It's clearly uh, made in the Bruno era. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting, and the acting is over the top. Yeah. Um, what's, his, what's his face from CSI Miami? I can't remember his name now. Um, uh, the redhead. Yeah. But he's in it. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He's one of my favorites. Doesn't have a single line in the movie. Uh, oh, I guess he does say one word. I think he says Al. Al? Which is it. He does um, say Al in the movie. I didn't remember that. Andy McDonald. McDonald? McDowell. McDowell. Wow, that was weird. Andy McDowell's in it. She's awesome. Uh, a couple other big actors are in it. Uh, they're great. But it's, I mean, it's it's kind of an action comedy. Um don't go in for a strong story. It's David Caruso. David Caruso, thank you. Uh, he's awesome in it. I love him. Um, and it's very lighthearted. Yes. It's don't go in expecting much. Like it's very basic and very funny. Like it's not a very big action flick. Uh, it's got some good action in it, but it's it's mostly comedy. Yeah. Um, and I love Bruce Willis anyways, and he's fucking awesome in it. So that's my recommendation. Go watch it and enjoy it. Let me tell you, I, I'm going to stick on theme here with Bruce Willis. Okay. Uh, uh, if I'm going to recommend a Bruce Willis movie, obviously, most people are going to say, oh, you're going to say Die Hard. No, I'm not. Because you know why? Any smart person has already watched Die Hard. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead and say Looper. Nice. Uh, I highly enjoy that movie. Uh, it's great. It is. It's a fantastic action movie, and it's a, it's a thriller. Uh, it's got a good story. Uh it handles time travel better than you would expect. I mean, there's... But, okay, it sets its own rules up and it follows those rules. That's the thing that's important, is it has its own rules and then it sets them up and then it follows them the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't backtrack. like, oh, well, in this scenario, it didn't happen. I mean, there's also the... Which, I don't, okay, I'm not going to say what happens, but there's... At the end of it, some shit goes down and there's some question as to whether how it would have actually affected the entire timeline, the movie... But, but we don't have enough information to know. Exactly. So, so you can't really say it is or isn't possible. Right. Because they don't really give you... They give you enough information to know that the future's bad. <laughs> yeah. They don't give you a whole lot of detail other than the one thing he's trying to stop. Right. But even then, it's like, uh, at that point, you don't know, okay, so did the rest of the movie not happen then? Because technically, it should go back and rewrite everything. Or is it just from that point on? Well, see, it depends on... I guess it depends on what kind of time travel you, you choose because i always choose time travel as far as like it goes wherever you change time it separates to a new timeline and it goes again right but in there in 
their storyline as far as time travel goes. If you time travel, you go back. Yeah. So, I mean, you go back into your own timeline, which I don't like. As far as talking about real time travel, if it's such a thing, yeah. I don't like that type of time travel. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. I think it's the other time travel, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this this one, yeah, they, they don't really give you an explanation. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it would rewrite the movie. Um, but, but, then but again, it does. Like I don't know. If that's the only the, time I feel like the, their 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 rules are broken a little bit. But here's the thing: like it works. with any time travel movie, you can't pull too many threads. You can't because you have just to just fall sit apart. back and enjoy the movie. And I 100 percent enjoyed that movie. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies of the past five years. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I recommend going out and seeing that. Bruce Willis is uh, great in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is brilliant in it. Emily Blunt. Was Emily really Blunt good is really good. And, in and it. the little kid. Uh, yes, the little kid. I can't remember his name. But he's I been mean, in a, he's been in a few things. Yeah, uh, he's really good. He's actually in, in a TV show on Sci-Fi. I don't know if it's still on or not. I think it is. I think they're coming back for another season with Halle Berry. Um, oh God, I can't remember the show name now. But essentially, I forget the name of the show. But it's it's a sci-fi show where he plays a uh, AI. He's, mm. he's created. I I can't remember what's called though. Yeah, X something. I think I don't remember. But um, it's uh. But he's he's good in that too, and he's playing a robot. <laughs> it's right, it's yeah. very cool. Um, but he does a very good job in that. I I think considering that's the only time that it's kind of questionable if they break their own rules or not, that it's pretty much a very small thing compared to the rest of the, the rest movie. of the movie. Like yeah. it's not. Eh. It's good, and, and like the makeup effects, and it was really good for making Joseph Gordon-Levitt look similar to. Yeah, they did a good. Bruce job Willis did really that. good. Um, the only reason some people are like it looked totally fake, I'm like, well, the only reason it looks fake is because we know what Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually looks like, so we can see that the makeup was there. But I think if you can forget what he looks like, that's a solid. Uh, they, he does a good job. Like he, he, he does a good job with the mannerisms. Yeah, I'd say he he has Willis's mannerisms down enough to where. You don't really notice it too much. Yeah. Uh, I think you notice it for a little bit because it's so weird because you know it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and you're like, does not look like him. Doesn't look like him and it, he acts completely different. Yeah, so it's cool to see him switch. Who was the, the other big actor that was in it? That's like the villain. Oh, um, Jeff Daniels was in it. Yeah, Jeff Daniels was in it. Jeff, I love Jeff Daniels. He did Daniels. a good job in that too. Jeff Daniels is a Actually, really no, good actor. All, all the actors did. There was not one bad performance in not that Not really. Like maybe a little bit here and there from small, yeah. like, small characters, but yeah, who gives a shit? But it was um, yeah. definitely a definitely movie I recommend highly. Well, uh, I recommend your movie, too. Well, I recommend your movie. This is great. We just recommend each other's shit. I recommend watching those movies. High five, John. High five. Um, I also recommend listening to our podcast. I absolutely. <laughs> I recommend following us on Twitter. I, I, I second that. Yeah. Or uh, finding us on Facebook. Maybe, or finding us on Facebook. Maybe we should make a Facebook page. So I, people can like it. I think we should actually probably notice do that. I check mark because that's what happens when you like a page. Mm-hmm. Check. It doesn't do the whole like friends. It does check mark for liked. Check. So I think we should make a Facebook page for that's us. That's actually a good idea. I it is. I don't know why I never thought about I that. I didn't. I don't know. I just thought about it today because I was gonna I, make a I Facebook. Like somebody. I was gonna make a Facebook page uh, for Why Not Studios, but I think it's smarter for us for you and me to do one for. Uh, you can do both. Yeah, I mean, I'll eventually do both because why not see where I'm going to do whenever I, I do my movies. Right. Uh, that's what's going to go through. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so, so look out for uh, our Facebook page. Um, it'll be up before the podcast this episode comes out, honestly. So uh, 
Go check us out on Facebook uh, of uh, what were we talking about. Uh, I'll have that up there. Um, find us on Facebook via that or our names even. Yeah. Uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. I am uh, the Hierophant Eleven. That's uh, the H I E R O P H A N T. The number eleven. John. I'm, I'm at J D Slevin Thirteen. That's right. How do you spell that last name? Fuck you. That's how you spell it. That's no. fuck you. That's how you spell uh, it, bitch. J D S L E V I N One Three. Sing song lyrics. The so, best day of my life. So find us on Twitter, tweet at us, ask us any questions you want to, and we'll answer it on the podcast. Sometimes we're going to be doing the uh, sort of live tweeting sort of thing, live uh, AMAs. I'd um, say we do the live Facebook feed, but it's awful. Yo, yeah. It's so laggy. <laughs> we could try it one day maybe and see one how day. it goes. I always thought maybe we could do that. YouTube has a live feed too, don't It we? does, yeah. So I figured like, if we had two cameras one day and we wanted to do it, we could do a live live podcast and then do the audio and upload them so people can listen to them if they don't want to watch us. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. That's nothing for you to worry about. Yeah, you that's, don't That's a that. problem for, for future John and Jake. <laughs> but don't forget, guys, uh, to like and share our podcasts on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. Please. Uh, apparently, Google Play, we don't have any plays at all. Really? Yeah, as far as I can tell, which I know is not true because you said your buddy listened yeah, to it on there. James, so. James, well, he was listening to it on SoundCloud for a while, yeah. and then I felt, helped him subscribe to it, so now he's listening to him on there. So, yeah, that's probably wrong then. So, uh, but, I know I know he's... Hi, James. Um if he's if he's he told me the other day that he he stopped listening to some of them like five or ten minutes before the end, and I was like, "There's stuff there. Don't stop." Until yeah. He went back and listened to him. Where he said he he uh, heard his name in the podcast before, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, but uh, hi, hi James." So we know you listen. Hello, James. So our fan. So you uh, yeah, we obviously have at least one fan. One one. View. view on google play yeah but uh they're def- liars they are liars fuck them but uh yeah go out and check out uh, like and share us on uh on facebook on twitter go check us out on soundcloud on itunes on google play uh get the word out if you like this podcast and uh email us or uh tweet us ask us any questions tell us what you like what you hate about this uh podcast would you like to hear us talk about and we will be more than happy to talk to you guys uh and answer any questions you might have So until next time, I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about?